Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. we got a great show today. We have... uh, the legend Eve Edwards in studio as Rashad, well as Rashad Evans, uh, who forgot it was a show today, but he's on his way, uh, as well as CB Gold. Uh, we have undefeated Titan FC, two-time Titan FC champion, Jose Chordy Torres. Two-weight division. Two-weight division, actually, even better. Uh, calling in. Uh, Eve, how are you, man? What's going on? Not too much, man. I'm doing well. Um, just chilling, having a good time, being back in L.A. Now, I invited you to my wedding. I was excited you to come. And you're going to space camp with your son. Yeah, he's, he's got a science camp in Houston that um, he really, really wanted to do. It was only, only so many spots and only so many invitations. There were like 60 spots and like 80-something That's kids. really sweet, though. I couldn't even get it. Like, I, was like, I was actually happy. Like, I, was, I was like, man, that's, that's awesome. He's, not, he's never going to forget that, that he, he, his dad. And it's so funny because your kid is like, he came to the show one day. He was like the nicest, sweetest, like brightest. It's almost like... Sometimes you ever, you ever talk to a kid, especially if the kid's British, and you just feel really dumb. Like, like you're talking to a 12-year-old, but you know that kid's smarter than you now, and what he's going to be like when he's 18 or 20 or 30. He's going to be a doctor or a scientist or whatever. But your, your son gives me that impression of, like, he's just too bright for his own age. He's a smart kid, man. He's, um, he's, he's always been smart. He's always been witty. You know, he's quick-witted. Um, I got a million stories. I don't. I don't want to kill no, kill the podcast good, with a million stories about my kid. But no, he's he's pretty awesome, man. He's he's my favorite. He's my favorite guy. Your favorite guy. Now, did you want him? Did you try to like? I know a lot of times, like I know if I have a son, I'm like, oh, he's on the wrestling mat. He's uh, three years old. He's on. He's gonna be wrestling. If I have a daughter, I'm gonna make her do jujitsu or even wrestle as well. Did you did you push him into mixed martial arts at all or? No. <laughs> <laughs> you knew right away that this kid was gonna be a scientist. Uh, um, I let him kind of show me what he was into um and as far as as the fight stuff goes uh at one point he was he's small for his age you know um but so is a lot of people uh, so are a lot of people but he wanted to learn how to protect himself so yeah. then that was it and i was like yeah i'll show you everything i know about protecting yourself i don't have to teach you how to fight you don't have to know how to fight you know that's that's a different thing and yeah as far as mixed so what martial did you arts sh- can you show us those two what, 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 did, what did you show him <laughs> It's just the basics. It's, 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 it's just the basics and how things work, and, and not really try to instill that mentality of like you got to get up, you got to right. get out, you got to do this. You know, it's just just being comfortable with the basics and, and knowing how to throw punches, how to throw kicks, how to take downs, how to do those things. And that's that's all I want him to be able to do. I don't care if he uh, because like on the street, yeah. If if you if he runs into a mixed martial artist, you know he's gonna have some problems. Mm-hmm. But if you're a mixed martial artist. Most of the time, ninety percent of the time, you're not going around picking fights. Right. You know? right. Yeah. No. Absolutely right. Actually, um, there was one kid when I was coaching wrestling, and uh, his his father had just passed away, or and his I think his uncle brought him to wrestling practice, and was like, "Hey, the kids, you know, his name is Leor, and he was this nerdy, like everything you think of a Leor. That's exactly what he what he, what he looked like. He's just like nerdy, skinny, 
you know, uh, curly hair. Just, like, everything's like, not good. Yeah, basically, Eeyore, right. So, and I remember uh, one time I couldn't find him in practice. I'm like, Leor, and he was hiding underneath the mat. Like, he actually found the way to put the mat over him, like in the corner. I'm like, okay, this kid doesn't want to wrestle. But I'll tell you what, Leor stuck out the season, and he actually won a match, and, yeah. it, and everybody was going crazy. It's funny how the whole team was like... Was he the crier? Uh, no, we had, this was years ago. There's always uh, usually one kid where, you know, you're just like, man, this is what wrestling was made for is, is so you get these every kids. team has a rudy rudy exactly exactly was rudy and it's, it's like an actual bar mitzvah of like you are now a man because you're throwing other men around it's well it's just unbelievable and it's it, uh it, it's a lot of one time like there was a, that kid on my team his his father uh i actually the problem this kid on my team the first day of practice the first match he's cried every practice every single practice and I, I go to the ref and i'm like hey man this kid's probably gonna cry within a minute i just want to let you know and we look over and he was already crying before the match so i had to go up to him and be like hey man it's gonna be okay if you win you win you lose you lose which i, I never had like even put losing in the kid's head before a match but i'm like just just try your hardest you know it's, it's totally fine you're out there so you won he went out there almost got a takedown surprised himself ended up pinning but towards the end of the season he was taking kids down left and right and i started tearing i was crying i was so happy for this kid but i go to his father i'm like hey did uh, your son ever try to quit he's like every single day he goes but you know what it's not a democracy in this house it's a dictator and i'm the dick <laughs> that's what his dad told me and i was like oh that's pretty cool so uh <laughs> i just got back from el paso this morning actually i was on a flight at 6 a.m i got an hour of sleep um, it was fun. Uh, very, me- very Mexican. A uh, lot of Latin people, and, and, and no, very man. Mexican. Mexico is like. Did you see? Did you get down I ten there? Yeah, Mexico is literally like a stone's throw away from from I ten. We're right by Juarez, yeah. uh, and which is, I think, more people died in Juarez last year than like Iraq or Afghanistan. It was some kind of crazy stat. Like Juarez was like that's like in Breaking Bad when they were yeah. like I think the turtles. That was like Juarez with the the, the, the turtles on the head that yep. uh, that, that that scene. Um, there was a scene where like these two guys were I, I killing people it. and they beheaded this guy and they put their heads on these turtles and they yeah, were. I remember that. So if you saw it, you wouldn't be able to. By the way, Breaking Bad, still my favorite show of all time. There's not been a show as good as so Breaking Bad. So I need to Bad. go ahead and watch it. It's not. I mean, I I envy you because you haven't watched it, and it's amazing. At the same time, it's like what was it, season four or five? And now you have like 90 hours to, to go. Yeah. But it's, it's like The Sopranos. It's, it's up there. Those are my two favorite shows of all time. So I need to go watch The Sopranos you know, too now? You know, yes. those two, you know the two brothers? Yeah. Um, those, the, one of, well, they are real brothers in real life. One of those guys is here. We work with him a couple of times on different shows here. Oh, the, and he's starting com- to train too. So. Total badass, those yeah. guys. And they, those guys are like legit. Yeah, Breaking Bad is unbelievable. Uh, you, you, you would love it. You remind me of Jesse a little bit if he... Uh, I don't know. All right. <laughs> had some issues. Okay, so anyway. Um, you had nothing there. So I do the show, and I'm on stage, and there was this like cute pregnant woman in the front. And she must have been like eight or nine months pregnant, uh, which people say, I actually I want to close the door because it's getting... So, somebody told me that a couple times there's been pregnant women in my show, and I'm like very pregnant. And they say like when you can't give birth, laughter... What? Oh, shit, my dog's outside. I'm trying to get CB to close the door so that the... Miles, come here. Come on. Uh, a lot of times when you, like, you, when you can't give birth, uh, when, you're having, when you're having trouble giving birth, the doctors will say to go to comedy clubs because laughing will actually help you 
I guess ease up the tension and and you can eat get, some Indian food. That too. Have that. you ever gotten a thank you card of like your show was so funny that my boy came out two weeks early and we love him and we named him Adam? No, I've never gotten that card. Damn uh, it! Except from your parents. So, so um, my name's so, not Adam. That's a good point. So what happened was <laughs> I'm on stage and there's this cute pregnant woman and I'm like, oh, so uh, you know, where's the father? And she's like, oh, it was my doctor. I'm like, what, really? She's like, yeah, I went to my, my general doctor and, and, and I got pregnant. I'm like, what, 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 how bad is Obamacare down here? Where fucking, <laughs> like, like, and then this she, doesn't feel like a pap smear at all. I'm like, are you awake? I'm like, <laughs> like, was, was your doctor Dr. Huxpital? Uh, Huxpital? Like, I, was, I had all these jokes. And then like, the, her grandmother was there who, who looked like she was 37. And she was a fucking gilf, you know, which a you know, grandmother I like to fuck. So, uh, so, and I was like, are you happy with this, grandma? And she's like, well, he's rich. I'm like, well, that's a good point. But so that was Man. like that was yesterday. Um, Those are the he probably has good credit. That's about it. <laughs> Unbelievable! Like, but she wasn't even like upset about it. She was like, "Is that normal?" I- um, well, well, like not not to play the race card, but you were in, in, in El Paso. Were they Hispanic? Were they Latino? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's like your. It was like, crazy. It was, that, that was crazy. And then um. Then I had a show last Wednesday at an apartment complex. I've been doing these apartment complex shows. I saw it on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. I'm they're, like, they're kind of funny. Like they, they pay really good. They actually wasn't pay, it a clean show though. Yeah, they pay ten times better than what I get in town at a comedy club. If you think about it, but um, you go there and there was little kids there. I mean, like I'm talking about like five year olds, and it reminded me of like the cruise ships, which were like the worst shows I had to do because you had to do these G rated shows. Yeah, and I would get heckled by three year olds. They'd be like, "Boo!" or "You stink!" And, and I'm <laughs> so I would go to the be like, "No, do- you stink, you little shit." Yeah, you can't do crowd work on a three year old. Well, what I would do is I would go, "Listen, kid, look at me. I'm your future." And then the kids would just look shocked. They didn't know how, how to react. So it was a comedy show for adults and a horror story for children. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the worst. One time I had a father try to fight me on a kid's show. I, like, it was like this heavy guy and he was going to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, are you going to the buffet? And he charges <laughs> the stage and he goes like, hey, motherfucker, that's not funny. Uh, I'm like, dude, there are kids here. I can't even respond. I think it's pretty funny. I can't even respond. <laughs> I would have pointed out all the people that were laughing. So people were like, ooh, but then when he started cursing, it got real serious, right? Yeah. And of course, the guy in charge of the comedy show is some Serbian guy who doesn't even speak English. He's like, that's like his, his summer job or something. So I'm like, relax, dude. Come back to the later show. We'll, 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 we'll do this again, right? And he's like, fuck you. And he fucking storms out. That's like the most basic joke, though. Fat guy going to the buffet and that's what pisses him off. Yeah, and he, he said he got pissed off and he came running back out. I wouldn't have been upset. I would have been like, it's okay, man. We're not going to fight. You're you just tired. Ran. You just ran here. Yeah, you just ran your calories of off that you're going to go eat at the buffet right now. It was unbelievable. And then I got a bad write-up because of that show. They go, Can we, he caused a fight during the kid's show. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, before you go to an Adam Hunter show, do not check Yelp. You might see some uh, exaggerated reviews. No, it, was, it was like on the cruises, which were the hardest because you weren't allowed to to hook up with the guests that was like one of the things you can, you can get fired for hooking up with the guests because I guess probably sometimes like some bachelorettes or something went on the cruise and banged the comic and then said I was drunk I was taken advantage of who knows what happened you know but you're not allowed to fuck the guests right which of course who wants to fuck you on the cruise ship the guests you know right. they're the only ones that really want to fuck you because everyone else is stuck there for a year and they know that you're only there for a, a day and the guests are happy and everyone else is miserable so I would have to like take girls to like find out where there were no cameras on the ship and the security guards were like straight from India and they took it very seriously. Like this was, like they were like the sheriffs. Oh, like, they were going to get deported? Yeah. They were like the British ones in front of Buckingham Palace that don't talk, they just stare at you all creepy? That's exactly what happened. They, they would take this so seriously. You had to wear a name tag all the time and then, you, and then they had to like, so I would take girls to the top of the ship 
where I knew the cameras weren't, and then try to get a hand job from them, like I'd be like, hey, kiss them, facing the ocean, so that they couldn't see what was going on. And there's nothing more like embarrassing than being like in your mid 30s getting a hand job from a guest on a cruise, and she's like, why are we here? Are you gonna throw me off the ship? Like, <laughs> the fuck is going on? And then I'm worried that like the security cameras go into everyone's like, there's like a channel on the on the boat that like is just everything on the ship. So like channel four. <laughs> But you, you, but I don't know where the cameras are. So I'm like, great. Camera four is me getting a fucking look at the job. Be- look at the lagoon pool. Look at that beautiful restaurant. What the fuck is that? Is that yeah. guy getting a hand job? Wait, didn't we go to his show tonight? Uh, and one time it was a black chick. So I'm like, great. Twenty things I'm getting jerked off by a ghost because you couldn't, you couldn't even see the. Fu- it was. It's probably it was, on World Star. It probably is on World Star. Yeah, I love World. Do you do you do you watch World Star? I follow him on Instagram, but I don't watch a whole. Oh man! So whenever I'm feeling bad about my life, I go on World Star. <laughs> it is the greatest thing ever. The the comment are so racist like but they're hilarious I'm like man if you guys would just get off World Star and submit to comedy channels or something some of the some of the funniest shit I've ever and it could be the most simple things like like you know black dog attacks white dog and the black dog wins like see white people you know they're, they're sus or whatever it is it's always something about race and then it goes into like Atlanta people versus New York people and then it just becomes about Meek Mill it, it just and then it becomes about Trump it's just some fucking strange uh, rabbit hole and then of Kathy nonsense. Griffin yeah Kathy Griffin by the way uh, my thoughts on that um, look what she did wasn't funny the, 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 it wasn't a joke there was no setup or punchline it was just her holding a fucking <laughs> severed head and um, at the same time like I, obviously what that wasn't right what she did but you know I don't think she should be fired because uh, when you start coming after people's jobs it's just kind of like eh you know, I, I'm not a fan of that because people, when I was at Fox Sports, people tried to come after my jobs for some of the tweets that I wrote about about fighters, even though the fighters themselves were retweeting them, and I didn't like it. So I didn't like it when Kathy Griffin does. At the same time, she shouldn't have apologized. Once you apologize, then You're the people good. that are mad at you are never going to accept your apology. Yeah. And the people that were for you are now going, oh, They lost shit. some respect. You, they lost respect. So... There, there's that. And her press conference was insane. I, Every episode, guys. I had um, I had something like uh, it was it wasn't like Kathy Griffin thing, but it was um. After the fights last weekend, um, after the Vitor fight, I tweeted Vitor just won all the steroids, right? And um, somebody got upset about it. And they were mad at me, and they were like, they they said something, but stay in the scrub, stay in the booth, you scrub, or something like that. Wow. And um, and I ignored it, and then they came back with, um, are you mad that he had a better career than you? And I'm thinking to myself, uh, I responded to that because I'm fucking, I'm a grandma Nazi. I hate when you when you say yeah. then when you should have said then. So I pointed that out to him, and um, and then they he came. Don't like that very much. Yeah, I don't they, appreciate that at all. They're, they're, because they're dumb as it's shit. It's harder but. than insulting them. <laughs> but yeah. then when um when he came back, he he said something to me about say that to Vitor's face, and I'm like, dude, I'm not some fucking scrub on the internet. Like like I'm not hiding behind anything. I'll see Vitor a lot of different places. Like he he, he can see this. I I don't have a problem with him. You can. You you could just retweet that and send it to him. I'm not hiding mine anything. My name's on it. You <laughs> not to I mean? mention the fact that, like, you want to go, like, substance-free, your career versus Vitor Belfort's career. 
I would say your career is much better. I mean, once Vitor stopped taking the TRT, he was a completely different fighter, uh, and he was getting stopped left and right. And I would put your career... I, I would say it's better than Vitor's career. Hey, like, yeah, and, and, and that being said, I appreciate it. But um, Vitor, Vitor has done what he's done. He's done some things that are, that are impressive. His resume is awesome. And I have a lot of respect for what he's done and for him as a fighter. He did not as an individual, when he, when he, when, as far as cheating, yeah. you cheat, you get caught, fuck you. I don't care who you are. So, uh, I love John Jones. I think he's one of the best guys on the planet as a fighter. I think he's a, he's, a, he's a cool guy. I've spent time with him. But yeah, for the things that he's done wrong, yeah, those things are wrong. And I'll call him on that. I'll, I don't care who you are. I, will, I, I don't. Have, it does just because you if you if you screw up, and I have a problem with that. That doesn't mean you're a piece of shit and you're the worst person in the world. But yeah, if you screw up, I'm gonna call you on it. I'm sorry if you don't. <laughs> like when you told Bisping GSP is gonna beat him and everybody threw a fit for no reason. Well, he wants yeah. your honest opinion. Don't ask for your honest yeah. opinion if you're not gonna if you're not gonna if they get can't it. Can't take and, it. And uh, and also yeah, but I, but don't I I would not like to see you get in trouble for for like that's the thing is like um so just be careful like when um what's his name uh, the guy who went to NFL. Uh, Mike Goldberg, like his first day. He, oh my he, god! You heard about what happened? He, no. Mike Goldberg got a job with the NFL. He was like, like that was like his. Madden. That was his thing. Like he was, he was, and, and he fucked up four or five times. Like it was his first time ever doing it. I think he did stuff for the Arizona college team, but this is different. It's NFL. Yep. It's Fox. It's, and he made a couple mistakes. Okay, he's human. Fine, but. People, fans were like, Goldberg, you suck, and you blah, blah, And then he goes, grab a headset, dick, and he started going off on people yeah, and like got crazy. fired right away. Yeah. And that was a huge – I mean, there's no way Mike Goldberg isn't kicking himself in the, in the ass for that. I mean, I mean, the money he would have gotten for that, the – who knows how many things he could have gotten for that. The rule, the rule is, though, I, I mean, I came up. In mixed martial arts, when the underground was where you went to 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 get your information on fighting, you know. So like, I, I, I'm troll proof, man. Like, you know, you don't feed them. It's as simple as that. You yeah. don't feed trolls. Like, if if I respond to a troll, you get one response and that's it. I'm not I'm not getting into a to a tirade about about people's moms or, or yeah, penis sizes and all that stuff. No, and that's the thing. There are so many times that I've wanted to make mother jokes about people, but then they always come back with, my mom died, and then I feel like an asshole. You know, even if their mom didn't die, I feel like an asshole. It's just, oh, so that's why she didn't move that there, much. There's no, way of, there's no way of winning. And the way I look at it is like, okay, I'm up to 69,000 followers on Twitter or something, some kind of cool number like that. And some guy goes, you suck, or, or like, you, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I look at the guy, the guy has 100 followers. I'm like, yeah, I could, <laughs> yeah. I could. He just started Twitter yesterday. I could respond to you, or he didn't. Like, there's a guy, there's a guy who I know who always fucks with me, but he has like 400,000 tweets. He's a writer for some website, but he's got like 3,000 followers. And I want to be like, bro, it's not working. Uh, like, it's, it, it, this is not working for you. Like, you have, you have a tweet per minute. Like, you know, just. It's, but at the same time, I'm now giving him credibility. I, I, I've now, I've yep. now, and fodder. Anybody that actually like, you know, follows me now see that I've interacted with him. Yep. So fuck him. Like yep. let him. It's like, I mean, the the most irritating things that people could have is like when you talk to someone and they ignore you. Have your girl ignore you, or or somebody. You go to a club and you're like, hey babe, how's it going? And she ignores you. 
It's way fucking worse than a girl going, as if or something, or saying something rude. When she gives you attention, you're like, oh, fuck. But when she ignores you, like, at least I used to get annoyed. Like, oh, you took a deep fucking coffee? Jesus, wow. Like, fuck that. Don't feed the trolls. We've had this conversation, though, because we've had fighters on here that go back at fans that have 12 followers and just stir the pot even more. I mean, some guys, it kind of works for them, like Ally Quinta or... You know, uh, certain guys. Him, but, him, and uh, John Volante over the weekend with Platinum Mike Perry. Yeah, that shit was fucking hilarious. They were going at Mike Platinum Mike Perry. But who do you think wins that fight? By the way, because uh, if if they make that fight in Long Island, Al versus Mike. Yeah, Perry. but Al's one fifty five. But he said he'll go to seventy to fight Perry. He's gonna be a big seventy. He's yeah. gonna be a big Mike seventy. Perry's, Mike Perry's a big kid, and um, yeah, I don't. I mean, he hits hard. I think I Quinta has uh, more skills. Um, he can wrestle. You know, his boxing is solid. Perry can box, but we saw Jake. I mean, Jake was kind of piecing him up, but he hits so hard. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It only takes one from that kid, man. And and he's a savage. He's a fighter. He's not. He's. It doesn't matter. That 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 guy is dangerous from minute one to minute fifteen. Yeah, it doesn't he even matter. had a. It even looked like he might have rocked what's the name uh, Javon a couple times. I mean, Javon won the fight. Yeah, it made me. I was a little won nervous. every round, but there was one a couple or, times where I was like, uh. meanwhile. By the way, uh, final story about. El Paso, this guy comes after the show and he's like, hey man, you're really funny. And I was like calling him Sam Quentin from the show or something. I was calling him like, hey man, I loved you in Gangland. And he goes, yo man, that was funny. He goes, I really was locked up for 13 years. I'm like, oh, sorry to hear that. I'm like, for what? He's like, drug trafficking. I'm like, oh shit. The guy has like, his hand looks like the fake hand in Kingpin. He goes, yeah, I got shot three weeks ago. And you could see where the bullet went in. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, yeah. He's like, he's like yo man, anything you need, uh, you need girls, you need coke, you need this. I'm like, <laughs> like fuck. Like, thanks, great tour guide. But like, <laughs> fuck, man. Jesus Christ. Some guys, Did you keep his number? No. <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck. If he wanted to go to Starbucks, I'd say no. That guy, it looks like trouble is fucking following that guy. Like, no way. By the way, where did you think – got to get your uh, opinion, and we'll get Rashad's opinion all the way. So Bill Maher, right? Uh, did I ever tell you that Bill Maher story when I was on Leno? If I told no. it, uh, whatever. So the first time I did Leno, Bill Maher was on. I've always been a Bill Maher fan. I love Politically Incorrect. I love uh, Real Time. And I do my set, and Bill Maher's laughing at all my jokes. And I'm like, Leno and Maher are laughing, and the crowd's laughing, and I'm on fucking – I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. So afterwards, I go up to Bill Maher. I'm like, hey, man, thanks for laughing. And he's like, man, laughter's not voluntary. He's like, you were hilarious. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. And then like an idiot, my next question, I, I didn't know what to say. They're like, hey, make sure you act like you're talking while you go to commercial. Like really talk to each other because that's why they tell you to do that when you're on these talk shows. So I said, uh, hey, man, do you still like doing comedy? And he's like, I wouldn't do it if I didn't still like it. And I'm like, that was a really st- stupid question. He goes, it's a lot easier when you have your own jet. I was like, wow, like, I guess it is. I'm like, wow, I guess, yeah. And then, uh, and then Leno was like, what are you guys talking about? And he's like, when was the last time that you flew, Coach Bill Maher? And they're like, hmm. I'm like, I don't fit into this conversation at all. And it was sort of obnoxious to say it's easier when you have your own private jet. But I'm sure it is easier when you have your own private jet. Yeah, uh, by the way, Rashad Evans is here. If, if you, can get, uh, you can get Rashad CB. Thank you. But So Bill Maher over the weekend said the N-word. Um, but he said it in a way where he was making fun of himself. He wasn't like it wasn't like Kramer, where he just went off on people and car- like I don't know if you if you saw what happened. I didn't see what happened. So he had the guy from Nebraska, the governor from Nebraska, the congressman from Nebraska, and he was talking to him. He was a Republican, just just had a book out. He was, can we come out the book? I forgot the guy's name. Sorry if I forgot his name. And the guy goes, "Hey, Bill, you know you should come to Nebraska, work in the fields with us." And he goes, "The fields." 
I'm a house N-word, right? And then he goes, everyone laughed, and he goes, oh, that's, that's, that's a joke, people, it's a joke. So then, on Twitter, everybody starts, you know, some people have his back. Uh, this guy, um, uh, Killer Mike, I guess. I know Killer Mike. Killer Mike had his Running back. Jewels. Other people were like, this is bullshit. He doesn't have permission to say that. There's a guy named D-Ray, uh, something, not the comedian D-Ray, but uh, a guy who's... Uh, it seems like he's a very prominent guy in the black community. D-Ray is like, he, Bill Maher does not have this right to say this. Unexcusable. And people were saying HBO canceled the show, blah, blah, blah. Bill Maher then apologized. He apologized that I lost sleep. I, I shouldn't have said that. Now, what's your feeling? Now, I, I, I looked on World Star, and a lot of people said that Bill Maher has a hood pass because of uh, people that, he, that he's had on before. And yeah. other people were like, no, you know, he doesn't have the right to say that. Now, you being the spokesman for the black community, uh, and, uh, and Rashad Evans as well. What's up, Rashad? How's it going, brother? Um, does, Bill Maher, does Bill Maher, or do, 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 does any white person have a hood pass to say the N-word? Eve, Rashad, tell us, tell us your feelings on this. Yeah, certain, certain people have a hood pass to say that, but I don't, I, I don't know Bill Maher's hood credentials. Yes. Um, as far as the way that sounded, I... I don't know, man. I have to see it in context. Yeah. But but from what I'm hearing, I don't. I'm not. I'm not digging it. I'm not feeling it. Right. But at the same time, I'm not a big fan of the N word. Right. You know right. What I mean, right. it's um, it's. It, I just as you get older, you start learning some. You pay more attention to things, and people like Maya Angelou and and we're not. We're not. I mean, we're like two generations away from slavery. You know what I mean? Right. And um, it's 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 it can be powerful, and depending on the context. And I and I just I would have to see the context of what he said and, and the way it came out. Yeah, I know what, what you're what saying. Say? So he had uh, he had this Republican uh, governor on from Nebraska. He has a book out, and then he said to him, uh, the guy from Nebraska said, "Bill, why don't you come to Nebraska? Come work in the fields with us, or like or like come to the fields." And he goes, "The fields," and he goes, "I'm he goes I'm a uh, I'm a house N word." Oh, and then everyone started right? laughing. You're not People feeling that, laughing. right? Oh, but he said it, in a, and then he goes, "That's a joke. That's a joke." And then, and then, yeah. and then afterwards, Twitter blew up. Some people were saying that, like, like Killer Mike had his back. Other people were saying yeah. he see, doesn't have the right to say that. And that's where that's where I'm like, I got to see the context because a guy like Killer Mike, he knows history, he knows a lot of things. He's a smart man, you know. And if he's got his back, then the context, like the way you're, the way I'm hearing it, I'm like, I'm not feeling it, but. Like a guy like that, if he has his back and he and he heard it in, the, in context, then I would want to see. He's had Killer Mike on the show before, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, you know, Killer Mike probably knows him really well, and they and he probably knows his intent and and and, and, and and how they and how he he jokes around and stuff like that. So um, it's probably something he wouldn't want to say in front of too many other black people besides, you know, right, like right, 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 his right. friends that are like. So I mean, that's the thing about it. Like when you like. The, the past and I use the quotation marks like I mean it's nothing more than 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 just um you know if you're if you're a white guy and or, or whatever race and you are always like with black folks and you know so like the Beastie Boys back in the day used to say in, the, in their rap songs so is it, like do they have the past they were on tour with Public Enemy that's what I'm saying uh, yeah, is they really yeah 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 they that's don't remember any Beastie songs I remember it's just it's just a it's a weird thing for um does Eminem have the past seems like Eminem said no, it but you, I, I always respect I always respect Eminem because Eminem never really says it he, he never, never says, says it. he never yeah. says he never so he, he never says past. it well I mean it's not a, like the past <laughs> the, the, the word the past is. is 
I, I think I think when any any person that's not black using that word in public and loose in in, in a loose situation where they're not amongst you know that the that, people uh, that the people give them that, the pass, then it's then it's gonna always be misconstrued. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It you seems like rappers coolest. have the pass. So what if you say it but you have a beep under you? Does that does that count? Well, there's like, there's like a thing. lot of Latino rappers that say it. But does Mike Perry have the like pass? Like Fat Joe. Mike Perry like doesn't have the some pass. Some of the right? other guys, right? But, but the, I don't but, think. But then so. you have no. you have. But the thing with the Latino but, rappers is like you have the Afro Latin community. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And they mix. Yeah. So so a lot of the Latin culture they're mixed with black people, and they and I mean they have a lot of. You know, What's black his name? Here's oh, he says that 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 stupid rapper with the uh, that that got knocked out by what's his name's bodyguard that, that the the Who game's bodyguard the, the guy from Florida. Oh, um, 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 he's like the, stitches. Stitches, so he says stitches. it. But he's half Cuban or he's yeah. a quarter Cuban. It's, it's, the thing about the, the thing about the thing about the hood pass is 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 it's not universal. It's you know not, what I mean? That's, that's it. So all that's black it. people aren't giving the pass. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like you, can, you, can be, you can be the coolest white dude in the hood and everybody know you and, and you know what I'm saying? You have a lot of respect or whatnot. And then and a brother amongst, from another hood comes yeah, in there? And then a, people <laughs> amongst, oh, yeah, yeah, when you're amongst your people, you can talk freely how you guys talk. But like if you're around Yeah, the way company, I look at it is there's no point. If you, you know it's going to upset some people, what's the point? Well, Jews don't walk around like... Or other people come and like, oh, what's up, Kike? How you doing, man? Like, yeah, but the thing about Jews dead. can't beat the shit out of you. Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel a lot safer saying it around. What about Barry Horowitz? At like a, a, a yeshiva than, than saying it at, at you know the boys club in Harlem. Uh, but I understand now. What brought up Jason Williams, the basketball player? That White guy. Why well, he must have said it a couple times. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, look, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris Webber and stuff. That's a little bit different. If you average a certain amount of assists, are you allowed to say it? But here's what I. But you know, honestly speaking, though, like a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of white people that are really, really cool with the culture, and that are really, really down, and probably technically could have a pass, they never use it because they never want to look as if, like, you know, what I'm saying, like they're yeah, they're yeah, trying, yeah to trying to be too, too much, yeah, trying to be too much. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's a different kind of different kind of thing, like when you're. Like when you're trying to be like when you're trying to be hood, right, and, and that's right. and that's the thing with Bill Maher. It's not like he was like he's trying. To, he just was just made a made a, a joke. made an off the cuff joke. And but he hooked up with Superhead. Like and, Superhead did, did blow him. Yeah, I, I know he got a thing for the chocolate, but still, I, I heard I, I seen he had a thing for the chocolate, but you know it's not gonna be accepted in every crowd. Yeah. Right, guys. It's, it's a little different too for me because um because where I'm from, you know, I'm from a place where. Everybody's black, you know. I grew up. The principal of my high school was black. The principal of my, all my schools were black. Did, did, did they and, come late? Or no? <laughs> I, <laughs> like school started at four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> you know, but but being from the Bahamas, that's how that's how everything is. You know, <laughs> first period is tomorrow, and, and, and the N word is just is not like it's not. It, it just means male. You know what I mean? Um, you'd be like. We'll see some some guy tossing a wheelie down a road, and it's a white guy. It's like, man, that white nigga body, right. you know, yeah. like just just and like white people in the Bahamas. Man, why do these niggas always mess with me, man? I can't look, look, you know. Like you said it to me on via text. Like you, my, and then you say it, but I yeah. never, but I never respond. I'm always like, thank you. I think I think we get that something deeper. I think. Adam wants to know does he have yeah, a pass? Fuck <laughs> that. Hell no. Yeah, I think he wants a pass to say it. I absolutely think not. Said. Unless we're role playing no, yeah. and, uh, me and my girl. Is, uh, absolutely no. Let's no. go down to Irvine or, or Compton. Yeah. No, but Compton. even like even Irvine's like nice. years ago I played in a in a uh, 
like a worldwide basketball tournament. And the rest of the team was black kids and whatever. That was and on Xbox. No, that all was right, real right. life. Okay, go on. Um, but like they walk around like some kids were bullying me. And one of my new friends was like, leave the alone. And I'm like, he's talking about me? Like, <laughs> what he's talking, and then he kept saying it. I'm like, that's, she talking about Yeah, no, it, it's funny uh, when like a black person says it to you. Because I, I never, yeah, know, how, I like, never know how to respond. Yeah, I, I'm always just like, especially when I'm, when I'm on stage. And someone calls to me like, you my, and I'm on stage. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm always like, I can't repeat that. <laughs> yeah. You too. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you. A lot of, a lot of places... Uh, you know, that I've been, and most of the time, when people say the N-word, they talk about males in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this Chinese nigga, this... It's not even like a racial... No, it's, yeah, it's just... It's like it's just like a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bill Maher apologized, he apologized, and then it seems like everything's going to be okay for him, but... And then he banged uh, three black <laughs> Well, but it's just... So, uh, he, yeah, I see he apologized. I still don't think... I'm not sure if he should have apologized or not. I don't. I don't like this new... Comedians fuck up then apologize. I, I feel like own in some that, right? some ways own it. In some ways the yeah. the, the apology is only because you got in trouble. It's not because of what you did. Oh, you really like you, you know admit you fucked up. Yeah, instead of just I just yeah, feel like, like you, you you were apologizing because you don't want to get in trouble, which is, yeah. I think is the wrong reason to apologize. At the same time, it's probably well, why I mean, most people apologize. But, but also, but also, there's another side to that too. Like sometimes, um, it, it's it is because you got in trouble, but it's also. Because your intent was not to offend. Right. So if your intent was not to do something, then I can be like, you know what, I apologize because when I said it, my intentions were not to hurt you. It was just Absolutely, to yeah. try, just try to make a, a joke. But I apologize if it offended you. Right. So I think that's where the apology comes from more than anything. And then then this yeah then then there was a girl uh, online who uh, some Republican ex playmate who says that Bill Maher when he first met her at the Playboy Mansion said, oh I, I wouldn't sleep with you. I, I like wish you were an N-word chick, because uh, then I would bang you. So it was like he, he seems to be. But saying, that don't even seem like that. No, wait, that, I don't. That, that doesn't even make any sense. I wish he was an N chick. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't even sound. That don't even sound like he would even say nothing like that. Yeah, I, I, and like I why would are you check waiting that for right story. now to say it. I would check that story. Yeah, All that nine. sounds like hearsay. Like that sounds like so, yeah, BS. So Rashad, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just in LA for a couple of days. Uh, did the Fox show. Doing great in the Fox show. Both Thank both you, you guys are killing it. it on the Fox show. I, I really like it. It's been a long time. I, um was doing some other things, but uh, you know, now I uh, want to start getting back in there. Good. Now, okay. So, all right, you're fighting Sam Alvey. Yes. When is Smiling this Sam? August fifth. August fifth. Where is it? Mexico City. Mexico City. Yeah. I didn't think that one through, but it's whatever. <laughs> now, Rashad, I gotta ask you. It's the day before my birthday. Can Can you hand me a birthday present? I, I'm 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 gonna do my best, man. Yeah. I, that's all I can say. I'm gonna do my best. Now, the, everyone always says the altitude. Is killer in Mexico City. All right, how are you going to prepare for this? Uh, I'm going to do a big portion of my camp in Mexico City or in Albuquerque. Back go, to Jackson's? Uh, maybe not back to Jackson's. I'll probably go there and maybe spar a little bit. But um, Chris Latrell <laughs> is, uh, you know, Chris Latrell really well. Chris Latrell is like one of the um, the founders of Gaidu Jitsu, Greg Jackson style. You know, he was a, a airline. Um, uh, what was it pilot? Pi- no, not a pilot. He, was he worked for the steward. Yeah, yeah. Steward. Yeah, steward. He was a steward. Yeah, right. flight attendant. A flight attendant. He was a, he was a uh, Southwest flight attendant. And he would travel 
all over and he'll always come to California. When he came to California, he'll go and train uh, jujitsu with the Gracies and stuff like that. So he was bringing all this information and knowledge back and he'll bring it back to, to Greg Jackson and then they'll like break it down and then, you know, that's how Gaidu Jitsu was born. So this guy's an old school pioneer, you right. know. He's fought him now, back why, in the day. He was my he was my first fight ever. You win? Uh, no, he won. No. Um I was I was I was like nineteen this is like nineteen ninety six. Bellator rematch? What do you what do you say? <laughs> Chris, uh, what, what Chris, was, Chris don't want none of this. How did, how did it go? Uh, he how did it go? He had me in a Kimura for about eighteen minutes. And no I wasn't way. tapping. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't Look, tapping. Chris, Chris is just a violent like he he's a police a police officer now, undercover. And um, his MMA style is just violence and punishment. Like some of the stuff that he like, he sometimes is like, listen, in this position here, we're not trying to look for the finish. We're not trying to look to do anything, but just hurt him. Wow, just hurt him right here. Just we're gonna just hurt. It's like when wrestling. He's old school. Yeah, he's old. He's old school. He's like it's just not about finishing. It's about dis- like completely taken someone's so, okay so is this gonna be you and him is this like blood sport I mean, like, <laughs> are you, like, is it an actual camp or you know in the no, mountains or the, what's going well, on here well it's gonna be an actual camp um i'm trying to get mike van arsdale one of my uh long time coaches I, I knew his ex-wife you know his she, ex-wife? she was my acting class who's that hot black chick Really? She, she was always like, yeah, I dated this guy, and then she would never tell me who. I'm like, was he good? She's like, he never won. Uh, I'm like, and then it was fucking Mike Van Arsdale. It could have been, like, it was Mike Van Arsdale. He's a legend, man. Like, she, she, hey. was, she was still well, trying she's to just hate him. She's still bitter. First yeah. of all, wait, hold on. I, you must be talking about somebody else, because I... Hot black chick in L.A. She yeah, was this like, dude's a spot blower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Adam is a spot blower. I, I, I remember, that, remember that one time? I'm not even going to blow you the spot right now. Remember that one no, time? No, you just did it just now. You okay. just did it just okay. now. Yeah, but I'm not specific about it. We, we had him on the we had Oh, my the God. Podcast, He's right? so terrible. And I'm like, Rashad. Oh, and terrible. I'm like, what about? And all of a sudden, I start getting texts. Stop asking me these fucking questions. Dude, you're killing me. You're killing Yo, me. That was one of the funniest things. Biggest days. spot blower. Uh, yeah, but so I'm going to have... Uh, try to get Van. Um, I'm gonna go to New Jersey for a little bit and work with uh, Mark Henry, Frankie Edgar's nice. coach. Yeah, Mark nice. Henry's probably great boxing coach. Yeah, but but not only just great boxing, one of the best minds when it comes to like mar- mixed martial arts. He knows transitions from striking to takedowns almost better than anybody. Like he was a wrestler himself, but he wasn't. But he just knows transitions, and he has really good time. Look if at you his watch, team. Yeah, if you watch Frankie Edgar, the <sighs> rhythmic timing that he has with combinations to the shots, you know, a lot of that is Mark Henry. By the way, and he, they drill it all the time. I'm convinced that I got into an argument. I forgot with who on the show that I was convinced that uh, your, your your boy Poirier and Alvarez, Alvarez was, was coming back. He was mounting a comeback. I was convinced. I'm convinced that Eddie Alvarez saw a way out of that fight, and that was the way out. He thought this was his best chance to win, and completely forgot about the rules because Herb Dean screwed that up. When you come, Rashad will tell you. When you have a fight, the ref will come to the locker room and tell you, "Okay, these are the rules." Right? Herb came to our locker room and he told Dustin, "We have not. They haven't adopted the rules here in Texas. We're fighting by the old rules. If we're fighting by the old rules." All three of those knees are illegal. And if all three of those knees are illegal, how are they accidental? I don't think he would have Wait, won. wait a minute, wait a minute. I got I gotta stop you right there. I gotta stop you right there. I gotta stop you right there. I'm team Eddie, all right? Well, well, <laughs> I'm sure I, you are. No, yeah, but I, I, I wanna I I wanna say this. I wanna say this. When you're out there in a fight, it just becomes out of fight. Yeah. And, and and then and then when there's this gray area where what the rules are actually at, 
when you're in a fight mode, you're you're fighting. Oh, this, I 100% this dude, agree. This dude was knocked. He was dizzy. He was concussing. He was spinning out of his mind. And at the point where he was making the decisions he was making, he's fighting off of instinct. Exactly. So I don't think there was anything deliberate no. about what he did. No, it's not. It's not or deliberate. A way but it's out. not accident. It's no. It's not, when I say a way out, I don't mean he wants to quit. Mean? I mean, he, this is his opportunity to win. He has, he, he's been, he's, but he, I mean, he, he, he can't bite. I mean, no, no, this is his opportunity to win. And he has Dustin in a position where I can do these things. And you're, yes, your instincts kick in. And as that being, with that being the opportunity, right? He's not paying attention to the hand being down or whatever. He's not thinking about all the other things, but here's my shot and I'm going to take it. Right, um, that, and I'm not saying he's he's he's, he's going to break the rules. No, no, I'm not backtracking. He wants he wants to, he's he's losing this fight, right? Yeah, and he, he well he, he started making a comeback. No, he was he was rock right there, and he Dustin pressed him right there. He, they they got into an exchange. He was rock going backwards. He clipped Dustin. Dustin slipped, and then when he switched positions, he clipped Dustin with a nice strong right left hook. Yeah. Okay. Now. He takes the, gets to the takedown. He has that guillotine position. Dustin's trying to come up, and he has that front head, kind of in that front headlock. He, Dustin's head's down. He's he's in in fight mode, and he's in a position where this is a good opportunity for me to win the fight, and not not necessarily concerned with where Dustin's hands are. This is just this is I'm I'm taking over right now, and I'm going to put the pressure on him now. Right, do you think the knees the knees weren't intentional as far as being against the rules. They were intentionally thrown. But he didn't. He didn't, and maybe he didn't know where he Dustin's didn't care hands about were. Winning the actual MMA fight, he no. wanted to win the fight. He Eddie's a fighter. When you're a fighter, you like when you're in, when you're in like there's no there's no quit in Eddie. Right. He's not trying to quit. He's trying to win, and this right. is an opportunity. And he's he's going to push the pay. He's going to push every chance he has now, and he's not thinking about that. This is where Herb Dean fucked up. Eddie didn't mess up. Eddie did what so he's so supposed that fight to do. Keeps going. Who wins? I think Dustin still wins that fight. If if, if those knees aren't thrown in that situation. Rashad, um, you know it, 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 it's really hard to say, and, and uh, you yeah, know, it's Dustin, so hard to say. It's, 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 so, it's so hard to say because um, Dustin was catching Eddie, Eddie pretty clean, and he yeah. was, and he was, he almost had him out a few times. You know what I'm saying? But then Eddie did show that he he had that dog in him, and he was going to keep biting back and keep going. And then Dustin showed that he will relent to it, that he will give in to whatever the flow that Eddie Eddie can come back with. So it all depends on how that round was going to actually end and what Dustin's going to look like going back to the corner. And I think that would have gave a better prediction of what was going to happen the next round. Right. Oh, man, I, I, the rematch is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. It should be the main it. event. They should, they Wait, should, is it set already? No, but it should be the main event somewhere. Oh. They should both it, it, only, for only if it's a fight night. I mean, it's yeah, a fight night. Yeah. Yeah. Pay-per-view you know, main event's going to be a title. But fight. with the way it went, I yeah. think that's a great hype for a free fight night. I like think do so it on too, FS1. Because, it, I mean, after the fight, you know, they were, like, very respectful. But then afterwards, <laughs> then it starts the whole, like, you know, the, the, the trash I'm talking. Appealing yeah, yeah, yeah. And not appealing. So, Rashad, and, yeah, your last fight. Talking. I was at your last fight. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> I okay. had money on you. And by the way, I, I, sh- I shouldn't have told you I had money. I'm like, man, that's fucking... People okay. always do that shit. Hey, I got money on you. Don't fuck up. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Why don't you go in More there? pressure. Yeah. Hey, uh, no, I, I told them... Like, nobody, nobody has more money on it than I do. So. <laughs> right? Why don't you go in there and fight for me? Yeah. Get your money back. I think I told you afterwards, but I think I was trying to say I believed in you and I still believe in you. And I still think you won that fight. Yeah, was, I just... It was close. It was close. And it was uh, closer than, than it should have been, honestly... For me, I just didn't. Um, I didn't get started soon enough, and 
you know, it, it's a weird thing because I've been fighting for a long time, but my inconsistency in the cage, it has, it has come back to bite me in the butt. Meaning the fact that when I get out there, I'm still like, okay, I'm getting used to it, getting used to the feel. And, and the biggest thing when you're successful and you're finding your flow in fighting is to make it feel as if like this is where you train, this is where you live, breathe, and sleep at, and you don't feel any difference. When you start feeling like, okay, I'm in the cage, and you're giving a narration to yourself, and you're like, okay, any minute now, I'm going to start fighting. Like, I remember, I remember thinking in the first couple rounds, like the first round, like, all right, okay, I'm getting into it. I see this and I got this and be patient, it's gonna happen. Be patient, it's gonna happen. And like the whole round was over and I'm just like, all right, let's kick it in. And it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't click over until like uh, maybe midway through the second or third well, round. Well, the fight before that was against Glover, right? Yeah. Now, he hit you a couple times, Dan, hard, but you weren't rocked. Right. Uh, were you rocked at all? Or? What's that one, Dan? It's Dan, I guess Dan. No, no. Now, were you, were you nervous about, like, was that Glover fight still in your head at all? No, well, every single time you fight and, and you know, you're, like, like, people always ask me, how was it when you first walked into the octagon from the first, very first UFC fight? And it was a lot easier than it is now. And it's a lot easier than it is now because now I have a lot of experience and a lot of points of reference where things went really good for me and things were really bad for me. So it all depends on which one of those uh, evils is going to give in to, uh, you know, which one of those feelings I'm going to give in to the night of the fight. Sometimes I'm, I'm uber confident. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm flowing like I did when I, you know, won the belt, you know, but then some nights I'm like, man, I'm feeling like I did when, when I got knocked out, you know, and it, and it, and it, and it's something that you try not to um, think about or, or even to put in your mind, but, Sometimes it's just a feeling, you know, and, and it takes having good people around you to be able to snap you out of it. Like, hey, let's get it. You know, that's why I like to have a nice routine, because if I have a good routine, then it makes and then it stops me from thinking so much. So, Eve, you, OK, you're working with Shad's Corner. I know you're ATT and he's uh, he don't got to be ATT. Uh, okay. You know what? There's I've been trying to I've been trying to talk to this guy for a long time about this whole ATT. black I, thing. <laughs> Here. I was like, I know, I'm just being funny. Michael is one of my boys. I like so, okay, Michael. so so you're you're in Rashad's corner of that fight, and you see he's having a tough time getting going. What are you telling him? For, especially from what he just said, and I've learned this after not doing it anymore. Um, because there are those times when you're in there and you're think you you think about past events and you think about successes and failures, but be. Like everybody says this, but being in the moment is the the most important thing in a fight. You can't you can't think about the past. You can't think about the future. You can't think about anything else but right now. And and in those exchange, like especially in the grappling and the wrestling exchanges, it's more it's a lot easier to be in the moment. It's when you're exchanging striking is when you can think of a lot of other things, you know. Because when when you when you when you're in grappling exchanges, you're like, well, he's trying to go here, so I you have to address those things. But in striking, you're thinking, okay, how am I going to get inside? Let me see what he does with this jab, or when I throw this, or or and then there's also the times when you don't necessarily want to jump in and get hit, right? But you, that's where you have to just be in the moment, kind of. St- that your conscious self back up and just let your instincts take over, and your conscious self is just like, no, not that one, or not that. Just so what have do you tell? But, I mean, but telling someone be in the moment is a really hard thing. To no, do. but here, here's how you tell somebody to be in the moment if you're if you're coaching them and you know their style. You you make it you make it very very simple for them. Yep. If I if I if I'm cornering a guy and I see that he's having a block and he's just not he's just not doing what he, we we trained at all, I'll tell him to do 
one or two things to do in the corner. I'll have him repeat it back to me. So I'll say, if I know, like, like for instance, if I know that he is a, um, a, good, a good wrestler, and I know if he starts wrestling, he's going to start to click into, Relax. click into what he does. So I would say um, uh, jab and then shot, jab, shot. All I want you to do is work on pumping that jab and take a shot, the transition, jab, shot. That's all I want you to do for this next round. That's all I want you to do. And then eventually he's, he's going to look just for the jab and then the shot. But he's going to be present only looking for those two things, not worried about everything else. And, you know, watch out. Just I'm telling you two things, jab and then shot. And then once he does jab and shot and he has success, then he'll start opening up and he'll get in a moment. And then One of the best Rashad's I ever saw was when you fought Chael. I mean, you just beat the shit out of Chael Sonnen. Yeah, that was a good fight. I mean, that was you just took him knocked out fucking Chuckle <laughs> That was a good one. But the one. Chael one was like vintage ground and pound. And I was look. I was hoping that you would do that with Dan, but you didn't. Was it was the judo throwing you off? It was his judo. His, I mean, guys. No, you know judo. the thing. The thing with Dan is that um, his judo wasn't throwing it off. I, I just honestly, I just got lazy and just wasn't committing to the takedown. I got the takedown in the first round. I got it pretty easy, but I just I didn't go back, and and I didn't go back because I had success with with something and having success with something sometimes can be a big block as well too. I, I caught him with an uppercut and I'm like ooh I can get him up out of here with an uppercut so then that's all I wanted that's all I was seeing was the uppercut and then I seen a body kick and I seen the, the kick but I was like I see the uppercut the most and then when I started when I got stuck on only looking for the uppercut I immediately took you know took my ability to take him down away now Smiling Sam is one of the most awkward fighters out there super awkward he, yeah. he makes he nobody's look good against this guy you can beat him but it's just like he's always dangerous he's got fucking power in his hands yeah but he's slow but he's one of those dudes who just finds ways to win are we are, are we bringing people in to kind of emulate what he's gonna do or are we just you know? you know um i'm gonna try to as much as i can but i mean when somebody is as awkward as he is there really is no substitute for it. And, so, and what are you telling Rashad in the Smiling Sam fight? Well, with Sam Alvey, I mean, Sam, Sam's, Sam's got big punches. You know, I think with with Daniel Kelly, I would have wanted to see Rashad be a little more loose with his hands. Um, with Sam Alvey, I think stay loose with your hands, but use that to transition. You yeah. know, use that to transition. And Sam Alvey has a good takedown defense in those transitions when when you feel like it's too much work. To, to continue for the takedown, transition back to just beating sure, him up. Yeah. You know, just just make it as easy for yourself as possible, um, and use your wrestling to set all of that up. See, that's the thing that I think that I've been uh, doing wrong. I feel like I've been just making this a lot more complex than it has to be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, but you've also is, had some outside shit going on. I mean, yeah, I got, the, I got, yeah, the I, black zillions, and then yeah. having your own fight team, and then like having to go everywhere and be everyone else's coach, and, and that's and that's probably been one of the biggest problems that I had because when I when the team first started, it wasn't about making a team; it was about having a team around me and what I needed, and that's the reason why I left Jackson's because of the whole situation with John Jones, and I'm like, I'm never going to create that situation again. So I just want a team just dedicated to helping me get to where I want to uh, w- want to be and where I could be. And, it was, and it, it was like that, but then after a while, everyone came, and then everyone, you know, different weight class and everything, and then the team emerged. But with that whole uh, situation, I ended up um, carrying a lot of responsibility of just making sure that 
everyone to stay together and, and making, you know, people people come to me. They come to me, they lean on me, they depend on me for for guidance and I found myself just giving so much of of myself that I didn't really have anything left for me. Absolutely. Now, Anthony Johnson says he's going to open up a marijuana shop. Uh, and I wrote the joke that like, yeah, that, you know, it's a, it really it hits really strong in the beginning, and then you get tired after about five minutes. Uh, but is that have that's you talked? Have, have, have you talked to Anthony Johnson about this? Yeah, I talked to him. I talked to him. How's he? Is he kind of come back? Please tell me he's coming back. He, he'll say no, but I guarantee he probably comes back within a year at heavyweight. Heavyweight. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean. I, you know he misses it. He's, he's gonna Great miss plug, it. Fuck, man! I already knocked out all the two hundred fivers. Yeah, so go up one more. He's, go, he's gonna, one. he's gonna, he's gonna miss it too much to stay away. So, yeah. The thing, yeah. The thing about Anthony Johnson that, that that throws me, man, was when we were filming that movie Warrior, and he yeah. was fighting at one hundred and seventy pounds. pounds. Yeah, he was small. We spent that whole summer together. We spent five weeks together. Him, myself, Nate Marquardt. We trained a couple of uh, we we didn't really do a whole lot of work on the film, so we were training probably like three or four days out of the week, um, and yeah, he hit me a couple of times back then. It's like, yeah, this guy's powerful. Of course, we're wearing pads, sixteens, and all those things. But it's like I couldn't imagine being hit by him now, man. He's so, he was he was big then. He's so much of a bigger guy now. Yeah, I think all off of gummy bears too. <laughs> I think yeah. I think big is an understatement for what Rumble was because I mean, even I was at his fight against Yoshida, and I think that was UFC 104, so it was many many years ago, like 2009, and uh, he's cutting a 170, <laughs> and it's just like what the fuck? And he walks in there and he kills that guy, and then the whole like weight thing happened, and then he found his spot. I watched him against Arlovsky in WSOF at heavyweight, and I'm like. Yeah, this dude's a monster. At any, I wouldn't want to fight him if I was Tim Sylvia at four hundred pounds. I mean, now do you think like with that guy? It's just like, what do you think? Cormier has his number, or you think it's just mental? Um, it, it's def it's definitely mental, you know. Uh, but Anthony, um, he was going through a lot going into that fight, you know, and he he'll never say it, but he was going going through a lot just going into that fight. Um, the rematch, the rematch, yeah. I mean, Henry Hooft and Neil Melanson and and. Uh, you know, the, there's the, the Henry squad and then there's the Black Zillions, which is, you know, I guess still technically under Glenn Robinson and Neil Melanson and those guys. So Anthony wanted to use both those coaches. Neil hates Henry. Um, Henry don't really care for Neil. They both feel the same about each other. And uh, it caused him some kind of confusion because he wanted his team to work together. I mean... You know, Neil and house Henry. Divided, man. Yeah, house divided already. You know, Neil didn't go to any of his sparring or watch him. You know, train when he went over to Combat Club because Henry was there, and Henry didn't go to to Black Zillions and watch him doing his grappling because. But they're all taking his money. You know, and that's the thing about it. When you hire someone for a job, and and that, and that is probably my biggest problem with a lot of these MMA coaches, is that they seem to forget who works for who. If I hire you for a job and I'm going to pay you afterwards, then you're my employee and you should yeah, act absolutely. as so. I mean, if, if, if I, and work it out. This guy right. is going to be the could be the champion of the world. And how much how much great would that be for your gym for it's, you? It's, it's pride. It's, it's pride and it's ego, and it, and it's about them not making it about who mm -hmm. it should have been, you know. And that, and that was and that was um, it, it bothered me. It bothered me a lot, you know, and. Even after the fight was over, when when uh, Henry walked off, 
he was very disappointed at Anthony, and I, and I can understand that. But at the same time, you know, it is this guy's, you know, his last fight, you know, and if he wants you to stand there, then, then you stand there. But, you know, the reason why he didn't stay there is the same reason why you couldn't bring him and Neil together. Right. The and ego. Uh, and then on top of that, there's, there's something about that um, a guy, a fighter, not just a guy like Anthony, all fighters. I mean, when you have a coach, that, that person is important to you. You know, when the, the, the guy, especially in the UFC, the guys that you want next to the cage you want talking to you in between rounds those people are important to you they're just not they're just not people that you bring in there on a whim you know and you want you want them to be proud you want them you want them to feel good too at the end of the night and you fight sometimes like if if the the house is divided like like he's saying it is you know we all like why is rumble trying to take dc down you know there could be some uh, well like maybe like I'm not Neil's not he doesn't feel important to me and I want him to feel or whatever there's all right. these different little all these different right. mindsets little right. things that could be in there that, that he don't need to be dealing with because yeah. he's fighting the best guy in the, the world. world yeah and that's and that's the thing about it it's like you know when you have a corner and they're there for you there has to be some kind of idea of a complete game plan and we got to come and sit down together be like okay listen we're going to watch this fight together all the 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 components of his corner and as a grappling coach I'm going to tell you what I think and you tell me what you think as a striking coach and as a wrestling coach you tell me what you think and we're going to come together and, and devise a concrete plan for you know if this happens we go plan A plan B and plan C and this is so that way our fighter doesn't feel lost but then they get mad at him when he's under stress and then he's not fighting the way that they train And but how could you get mad at him when you guys didn't prepare him together the you Navy, know? the Air Force, and the Marines, those guys don't really like each other. But when it's time for war, they got to come together. That's a great know? analogy. And the thing about Anthony Johnson is that, you know, he, I don't think he sees himself like everyone sees him. Like he, he's, he's one I of those agree. guys where it's like, you know, it's like that hot chick who's a fucking 10 but looks in the mirror and sees an ugly chick. Yeah. No, no, you're perfect. And yeah. that seems like Anthony Johnson. Like he needs you to talk to him as if he's. He needs encouragement. You know, yeah. he doesn't need, like, a, a broken home. So. That, that's absolutely, yeah. And that's the thing that I noticed about Anthony when he is, when he's with his squad and he feels like everyone is there and, and he fights, he put, he'll put on. He'll put on a good show. He'll, he'll fight the way he can fight. But if he feels a little bit of bad energy, then it, it, it'll get in his head a bit. That sucks. Meanwhile, we're going to call a guy right now, undefeated fighter, Shorty Torres. You guys know Shorty Torres? No, nah, who's Shorty? Jose Torres. Jose Two Shorty Torres. Titan FC. He was tw- yeah, he sounds familiar. He was 25-1. and one. Hey, is this Jose Shorty Torres? Yes, sir. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. You're with Rashad Evans and Eve Edwards, CB Gold. How are you, man? I'm great, man. I can't complain. How about you guys? We're doing great, man. You're 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 uh, you're on top of the world. You're a two division champion for Titan. Ah, uh, so far I'm, I'm on top of the world, but I mean, I, I've been trying to do so much to get the attention of one person, and that's Dana White, and I haven't got the attention yet. Well, all you just got to keep on winning. That's that's it. You know, winning 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 solves everything, and you're doing the right thing. So just keep. Winning and, uh, you know, keep pumping yourself up and, and get a following and they'll take notice. I mean, you're the Titan FC champion. Has, has Dana, have you, have, you, have you tweeted at him? Have you tweeted Sean Shelby at all? Or? Yeah, I, you know, I've tweeted them. I've tagged them in photos. I've even made like little memes and had people share it, have some fun, have some laughs. But 
Yeah, I haven't, I haven't received anything. They go, hey, man, we want to see you come back from adversity. Well, you know, I went a five-round war with Arkad Sharapov, breaking my hand and turning my MCL in the first round. And I mean, the next four rounds were pretty much a higher pace that I set. And I was able to get the win. And, you know, it's one of those things that at only five fights, the guys I've beaten had a record of 15-19. And it's, it's one of those things that, again, no one has done what I've done at 5-0. and So I, I just would think that somebody would be calling me up. That's all. Shorty, if, if they want you to come back from adversity and you can't seem to find anyone that can challenge you outside of the octagon, then you tell them to bring you in. You tell them to bring you in so you can you can have some adversity. If the only guys in the world could possibly beat you are in the octagon, then let's let let's see you up against those guys. I mean, yeah, I mean you're you you're five and zero. Oh, uh, you but you as an amateur you were twenty five and one. So you, you were ranked number one in the world as an amateur. So it's not like you just kind of, you have no experience. You just beat Farkad Sharipov. You beat Pedro Nobre, Abdiel Velasquez, uh, Ronaldo, Walter Duarte, Travis Taylor. Um, you're 125. That, that, I think that might be the issue also is the 125. It seems like, you know, Demetrius Johnson uh, is not their big moneymaker. Uh, and that if you were 170 and you were beating everybody up, maybe they'd be a little bit more, you know? No, I mean, I think also, but you know, he he has a good, um, good play in there because at one twenty five, it is kind of, it, it's thin. It, it's yes, yeah, thin, you know, and, and Demetrius Johnson really doesn't have a lot of competition uh, that he hasn't beat up on yet. So, you know, he he definitely has a a in. It's just uh, a matter of having the right people get behind him and push him. You know, I mean, he's he's pushing and he's kind of tagging his people, but you know, whoever his manager is and whatever their relationships were to the matchmaker, Sean Shelby and those guys, you know, that'll get him in there a lot faster. All right. So, uh, so who's your next fight against, Jody? Um, I don't know. I'm hoping for somebody in the UFC. Like they said, you know, I, I've accomplished everything there is to accomplish in the UFC. And no disrespect to anybody in my, in my division, both at Flyway and Bantamweight, but there, there are no names or nothing that's, you know, worth promoting well. And that, at least in my eyes, nothing that's a main event. For me, again, I haven't faced adversity yet through Titan FC, and I want to be able to do that in the UFC. Again, there's nothing else for me to accomplish. So me just getting fights from Titan FC, I'm not saying it's it's not worth it, because, yes, I have to get the numbers, and I understand that, but it's it's not as desirable for me. You know, when I'm fighting for the flyweight championship and I'm fighting for the bantamweight championship, making history, it gives me the urge to keep on training, train harder, and just keep on pushing forward compared to now I'm fighting guys that are trying to beat me, which is fine, but... There's no name. There's no background. I've already beaten the best of the best, so I'm just fighting guys along the way until I get to call up. Well, I know what's-his-name went to uh, the WSOF, which is now the Premier Fight League. He was kind of having the same issue. Andre Harrison, Dre the Bull, he was a Titan FC champion. People weren't giving him looks, so he went to the Premier Fight League. Is that something that you might be interested in doing, going to Bellator or, or going to PFC? Um, I don't know. You know, for Bellator, they don't have a flyweight division, and I do believe flyweight is my division, uh, at least for my youth. Uh, my youthful years, but you know, for me, I, Titan FC has done so much for me, and I want to be loyal to my promotion. You know, given regardless I'm on contract or not, um, they've done the the best possible thing for me. It's, you know, allowed me to create history, and for them, they are a UFC feeder program, and that's a promotion I'm really looking forward to. Have you gotten any pussy out of it? Or no? <laughs> None whatsoever. Really? Dude, no one likes flyweights. No oh, one likes flyweights. On. No one likes a small guy. There's no chicks at these. I'm in Florida. None of these Cuban girls. They come to the shows and nothing. Every, every everyone wants a, like a 155 or higher. Fuck, man. Damn. It's like it's like you got to be five. It's like you got to be five seven or taller just to talk to them. 
Damn. Rashad, any, hey. any advice on this? I, I, I mean... Think big. If if you can make them laugh, that's all it's about. If you can make a if you make a girl laugh, it doesn't matter how big you are. You know, you can have Maybe a little you, penis, you can be short, you can be ugly. But if you can make them laugh, then you yeah. got. I mean, Adam's getting married. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I, I always, I, I always, I mean, for me, I always tell them, "You want to know why they call me shorty?" There you go. Because you have a small penis? That sounds like a, sounds like a horrible why, why, idea. Why would you, why did, why why did you, you reveal that to it's us? A, it's terrible. It, you know, it, uh, hopefully it's a surprise. If not, you know, at least I'm telling the truth. <laughs> all right, first of all. Not a good surprise. This is awful. Right. <laughs> For now on, you know, you should, there's definitely, maybe that's why you're not in the UFC. You got to be like, maybe you should. <laughs> yeah, you need not. to tell people like you're double weight. Shorty, you, you need to change your name. I, I got to be a certain length to be in the UFC. You need to change your nickname from Shorty and then just tell the girls your nickname is um Three Legs. Three Legs. There we go. Yeah, three or hung legs. low. Hung low or, or like uh, <laughs> Girthman kickstand. or something. Yeah, kickstand or uh, I don't know. Uh, Shorty low. Guy who likes to eat vagina. Well, I, I don't, I, so yeah, I, I hear you, man. Listen, hang in there, Shorty. You're, you're killing everybody. So when is it? So you have two belts now? Do you actually have the belts? Yeah, uh, I, I have one belt. They're custom making the other one, so it'll probably take about a month or so. Nice. Now, are, are you thinking about maybe going to 45 and getting that belt too? Uh, definitely not right now. I know 35 is already pushing my limit. Um, I'd like to do 45 just for the fun of it, but, uh, in, in this sport, longevity is a huge thing and I want to be as safe as possible. So 125 and 35 is my thing. Rashad, didn't you commentate on a, a Titan FC card? Weren't you? Like, weren't no, you? no, that, that's, uh, Usman. Um, oh, Usman. Usman, Usman, yeah. No. Hey, so, uh, Shorty, have you been paying attention to what's going on with Demetrius Johnson and, uh, and, and, uh, his fight with TJ Dillashaw that the UFC supposedly wanted him to do and he came back and said that they said they'll collapse the division if he didn't fight TJ? Yeah, and that's, it's, again, they're bullying him and it sucks because this is not the first time we've heard of the UFC disrespecting athletes, mainly, you know, people who are veterans in the sport and who help create certain divisions. You know, so it, it really sucks to see, but, um, you know, you see in the flyweight division, the the youth are really trying to shine out, right? Born Sergio Pettis, Brandon Moreno, all these guys. So I'm hoping... You know, I'm one of those newcomers that come in and be able to bring more excitement to uh, to the division. Because again, Demetrius Johnson's the best in the world. I do believe that, and it's just the UFC. No one, no one like, no one likes to watch small guys fight. You seem very happy. MMA. You seem like you're promoting really good. <laughs> Listen, man, Shorty, you're doing everything right, man. You, you you had a great amateur career. You were the best in the world as an amateur, and, and and you're undefeated as a pro. It's only a matter of time. Are you making good money, or do you have to have a, a, a side job? Um, so far, because you know, I was I was part of the KHK MMA team with Sheikh Khalid uh, in Bahrain. He he funded me for a year, so that money is pretty much all saved up. So I'm just trying my best to uh, you know work my savings properly. But if I didn't have KHK MMA for that one year, I'd definitely be working a job right now. So you were on Frankie Edgar's team? Yeah, I was on Frankie Edgar. It could be Nurmagomedov, as well Makachev, a lot more. Now, who do you think wins, by the way, Frankie or Max Holloway? Frankie. Dude, his Frankie's movement's ridiculous, and Max Holloway was getting pieced apart. I just think, uh, personally, I just think Aldo got caught in that fight because he was winning that fight. And he was doing pretty well, um, given his gas was slowly starting to fade away, but he was still controlling that fight. I think Frankie Edgar moves too much for Max Holloway, and that's that's going to be Max Holloway's demise in that fight. I don't know, man. I I I kind of agree with him. I kind of think Frankie might beat Max Holloway. I just he's just a his last. He's just a grinder, and he and he's. Got better boxing, and he's. You know, you guys don't think you guys aren't. I mean, I'm, I'm biased in it. <laughs> I, 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 why are you so biased? Because I, I train with Frankie, so that's why. Oh, so you think Frankie's gonna win? 
I think so. I think he. I mean, look what he did to that other kid. That uh, Yair Rodriguez. Yeah, I think, Yair. The, I think that's the best fight that hasn't happened in that division. Frankie versus right Holloway. Now. Frankie and I Holloway. Think, yeah. Yeah. Right now, Cub just wants the rematch, but like, dude, Holloway but, Edgar. It's like beautiful for that. I hate division. to say it because Holloway's been on our show before, and I'm friends with him, and he's a nice so guy. Frankie. But 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 Frankie's been to my comedy show, so I gotta go with. Uh, here we go. Here we go again with the biased opinions yeah, of Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been on our show, but you came to my Frankie show. So wished fuck me, you. Frankie wished me a happy birthday. Uh, Holloway gave me a happy birthday. This sounds but, like Talladega Nights. Too big red or fuck you. But Holloway's <laughs> wife uh, texted me, uh, watched my TV show last year. So I I don't know. I, I, I like I like the Hawaiian, but Frankie just seems like. Uh, that wasn't the same Aldo that fought Frankie. It, something's but it was it not the same Aldo because nah, of Max I, I think, or just because he's getting old? I, he was gassed. Who, Aldo? Aldo yeah. was gassed I think quickly. Connor broke him and that was kind of the end. Yeah, no, but I don't think yeah, any of that. I just, that. You know what I think, it, I think it was more than anything? I think it was just Max Holloway. I don't think it, I it was anything against, you know, um, Jose Aldo. I think just when it, you know, the style, stylistically... He was doing everything that he was doing before, except for he wasn't finishing with leg kicks. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, he still had great rhythm with his hands. He was catching he Max. Finished him. Yeah, he was catching him pretty good. But Max did something that a lot of guys uh, really don't do with, with Jose. And it's after Jose explodes and throw a powerful combination, he didn't get a, he didn't get a chance to reset. Max Holloway kept the pressure right on in his face. face. So that's that. So yeah. So when you when you're an explosive. Uh, puncher like Josie all the shooting combinations you need a second like just for your rhythm reset and reset but Max didn't let him get that space Max kept the pressure on kept the pressure on then pretty soon it cut into his gas tank and he was able to catch him with with some of those punches yeah and if you watch if you watch the fight if you notice in the first round you look look at their foot position look at the distance between their feet in the first round towards the end of the second round Max is so much closer to him. He's standing inside his range, takes away a lot of the kicks because a guy with the range of Max Holloway, when Jose fires those leg kicks, he it's it's much harder to defend punches when you're on one leg. Who do you think wins, Frankie or Max? Frankie's style is very hard to beat, man. Um, I I I would like to see Max hold on to that belt for a while, but I I I think Frankie should be the favorite going into that. I want Max to win, but I think Frankie does. Why do you want Max to win? I I, I like Max. I mean, Frankie's had had some time as a champion. Um, I I like Frankie too, but I want to see what Max can do with the rest of the division. Also, I mean, Frankie is the toughest guy in the division outside of of Jose. Um, but. I want to see what Max does as a champion. I want to. I want to see a title run. I want to see a title reign. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, Torres. I know this isn't your style, right? But why don't you start calling mm-hmm. out people in the top ten at 125 in the UFC and tagging them? I'll retweet it, and we'll and we'll get some shit going. Cause like calling out the matchmaker isn't seem to be working for you. But how about calling out Tim Elliott? So how, how about Pettis. calling out Pettis? How about calling out Demetrius Johnson? People will tell you that you're full of shit and that slow down and blah, 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 but you'll make some noise. That's definitely true. It's, like, like you said, it's not my style. I'd rather call out the whole division and know I could beat them all. Hell, I called out Ian McCall when he you know, had his opponent back out, but Nick Maynard pretty much told me, hey, man, we don't want you right now. So, like, cool. All right. You know, you know, yeah, sh- so spend the rest of the day calling out everybody and, <laughs> and, like, and like being funny about it. Be like, hey, Tim Elliott, you know, I heard you fuck sheep or something. Or like, uh, or just, <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> just start just going after people. Hey, Sergio Pettis, what's it like being under Anthony's nutsack? I, I mean, just really, <laughs> really go after people. And then, and then you got to be funny, though. 
You got to be like, hey, hey, Demetrius Johnson, I'll finish you in under one minute. Just, just, just talk mad shit. People will think you're crazy, but you'll make noise, and then they'll give just you a shot. Just call out Sage Northcutt. Fuck it. Yeah, call out Mark Hunt. Fuck it. Call out Rashad Evans. I'm Fuck just going to say I'm going to move every, every weight class. I don't care. 25 and move on up. Seriously, man. You're fight at money weight? Call out the girls. Uh, uh, you know, I'll fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call out Megan I'll, Anderson. I'll, I'll, I'll fight, I'll fight for the women's flyweight championship. Whoever wins it, I call next. Yeah, do it, man. Oh, are you on the Ultimate Fighter next season? Should we look out for that? Yeah. Me? I, I Maybe. You never know. Yeah. Hint, hint. Well, listen, Shorty, hang in there, brother. Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, whatever you need, man, we got you, okay? Well, I appreciate it, guys. Y'all take care of yourself. Thanks, man. Take care. Man, Shorty Torres, it's kind of a tough position that he's in right now. I really didn't want to have to tell him that I don't want to leave voicemails for him, like threatening oh, other yeah, fighters, yeah, yeah. so he needs well, to like step up his game. Shorty messed up already when he's like, the UFC bully into <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. Not, that's not a good start for what? But it's not really bullying. I, I don't see it as bullying. I Like bullying, let's, let's keep bullying what it is. Right. Bullying is like fucking... You know, giving some kid a wedgie or making someone life's miserable or calling someone this kind bullying is not saying you have to fight. The, uh, you you should not leveraging no, your here's, position here's, as a boss. No, yeah. here's 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 what I I see. I, I see I see kind of both sides. I see what Demetrius saying, but I also see as a promotion company what the UFC is saying. Now listen, you have a guy, one of the best ever, in Demetrius Johnson. But the hard part about selling Demetrius Johnson is that nobody's really paying attention to that the, to the weight class. So. Why not make a super fight to make it more exciting? And that and that's what and that's probably what the UFC was thinking. Like, listen, if we're gonna, because that's what makes that's what makes the fight make fights exciting. Okay, let's 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 put one former champion against another champion, two different weight classes, and that's exciting. That's exciting. That's so what the other want to see. On, on like the other, t- but on the other side, it's like, wait a minute, I, I paid my dues here and I fought the best of the best in my weight class. You know, and now you also you got his fight? coach. I think I actually I, I was on a plane with those guys, uh, Hume and Johnson, and they were like, "Yeah, fuck going up. Let them come to me. I'm the right. best. Why should I have to fight guys heavier than me?" You know, and that's I. What, that's what but wait, would, said. The, would TJ go down to him, or was he going to? TJ yeah. wants to go down. TJ will go now, down. Now, if TJ goes down. Yeah, I mean, if TJ goes down and he's the next champ, I mean, then it is what it is. He's, he's the same weight. Yeah. And, and why shouldn't TJ get the number one spot? Who, he, Demetrius he's a, wants two million he was the for former, the fight. Two million? He's been saying that for years. He's, when TJ was won the belt, In what, he said, I'll cards? fight, I'll fight TJ, but I want two million dollars. How is that not going to? What are they going to do? Put the NASCAR? They laughed at him. Demetrius couldn't sell two million pay per views. Yeah, he's not going to pay. They're not going to pay. That's why this whole thing is like there's still other flyweights out in the world that they need to. You you know, know, if Demetrius can go to like Ryzen and get two million dollars, I'd say go to Ryzen. Horiguchi went. He's not going to get that from the UFC. I I mean, listen, I I think with with TJ, I mean with um with, with DJ Demetrius, he's he's one of the best ever in the sport. Ever, yeah, ever, absolutely. Yeah. Like you know, and 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 it's got to be frustrating when you have the body of work of accomplishments as he has to not be getting the money that you see some of these athletes get, and and that's and that's the hard part about being him. But another part to that is that okay, if my record and what I've done is not going to impress you, people. So what next? What what next is? I I see both. I see exactly right. Number one. All fighters are underpaid across the board, okay? All, like, there's no reason why 
we had Tim Johnson on the show, should be an Uber driver when he's ranked number 10th in the world at heavyweight. That's insane. And he's also a strip club manager. Like, what's going on here? Everybody should at least, you're in the UFC, you should get 100,000 minimum per fight. Your first fight in there. It was up to me. <laughs> My okay? first UFC fight, I if got $4,000. $4,000, right? But, well, now if you fought, it would be 5000 so, <laughs> uh, We're talking about 2001 also. <laughs> I know. But as a comedian, okay, I understand. Do I put on a better show than Steve-O? I'm sorry, okay, I'm saying Steve-O. I think I do. People say, hey man, I, I, I laughed 100 times more when I saw you than when I saw insert comic there. But is Steve-O getting 20000 a weekend or some number like that? And am I getting a lot less than that? Yes, because Steve-O puts asses in the seats. Right. And, and, and in the end, it's a business. So it's about who puts ass in the seats versus and, and who who tunes in when you fight. Well, and, and that's the hard, you say hardest that, thing about. Then, then, but my, my, my counter to that is Sage Northcutt. Pe- 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 you're right. It's bullshit. That's complete because well, that, that that that's that's them betting on this right, guy's they're going. Hedging, to they're hedging their bets yeah. on the fact that he's going to be something. But I mean, I, I, I get it, and and that's a, and that's the beautiful problem that we have in MMA is the fact that you know we have. This sport where we're trying to make it a sport and create, you know, legitimate people in line to fight for championships. But then you have this other side of it, which is the entertainment part where you want to make it interesting for these people to to watch, especially when you throw on the number of shows that the UFC throws as an organization. You know, it's very hard for a casual fan to keep up because there's so many different events. So without having these big blockbuster fights to to landmark these different ufc cards then you're not going to get you know many asses in the seats because but, that, but what, i think that's what you do with a guy like demetrius johnson i mean that's what that's what they've done to build the women's division especially since ronda has fallen off um they take the women and they put them in these positions on these cards where like joanna and 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 andrage you know, you put them as the co-main on the heavyweight title fight. Um, they put they put these fights in those positions, and they they've done it before with DJ, but they don't do it consistent consistently with him. But the problem right. is that's what Bellator tries to do when they have like Chael versus Vanderlei now, and then they'll throw on let's say um, the kid from uh, uh, the the national champion who Ed Rose, Ed, Ed, one of those guys, or no, the uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, you can put the air on. No, the kid that's really good that was. Uh, um, Caldwell, Darion Caldwell. Mm, right? You put him on undercard, and people. The problem is, it's it's short. It's very short sighted. That that's going from event to event to event. Yeah. Versus like long term, you put the best fighters on, whether they're draws or not. Eventually, people will in it. It's like okay, the Lakers will probably outsell the 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 Boston Celtics as far as views go. But if the Celtics make the playoffs, the Lakers, and the Lakers don't. You're not putting the Lakers in the playoffs. The UFC is doing that. They're putting right. people in, in in spots where they shouldn't be because they're trying to get people to tune in. But it's, it's short-sighted because then you get shitty cards uh, or you get main events that are like, what the fuck was that? And that's the problem with Bellator. When you have Tito versus Chael 10 years past their primes and, and, and then you get a main event where he taps out to you know a, a wrong side arm and guillotine, whatever the hell that was, that's, that's an issue. And then people yeah. don't take it seriously. So I think in the long term, you have to maybe, you know, if, if, if Khabib is the best guy in the division, if Yoel Romero is the best guy in the division, if uh, uh, Damian Maya is the best guy in the division, as much as it sucks to have those guys be the main events, if they're the best, you got to put them in the main event. 
Well, yeah. I think a big problem also is the fact that, you know, D- DJ's a, a victim. Demetrius is a victim of, of his own success, you know, and not and, and the fact that there's really not the competition in, in, in the weight class for him. So I think that that's a bigger part of why people just don't like he haven't he hasn't had that 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 blow up status yet because there hasn't been that one landmark fight where you're just like dang this dude was in a dog fight and he came out and he sh-, you know like there was like well, it's, it's creepy it, fight and that yeah, but, yeah, but it's not that, that fight or, it's not yeah. that back like it, it's not that competitiveness and then if you're and then it's not rory then, versus lawler right but i mean yeah and then like even if you do like you can say, okay, well, Rashad, um, there was Anderson Silva, there was jo- John Jones, where they were just so dominant in a weight class. But then at the same time, you looked at those athletes and you're like, wow, you're impressed with something. They're big. You know what I'm saying? You, you, there's something yeah. to be impressed about other than. But the thing is also, I think, um, to build a division, I mean, they did that with Ronda, you know. Um, yeah. they, she, she was dominant now in that division until Holly came along because – like most of the women in that division, they weren't competing. They weren't athletes as long like as she that. has in her. Right. You know. By the, the way, you told me that no one was going to beat Holly. Yeah, and, I remember- and honestly, yeah, I, 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 I um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't think that no one was going to beat her. But I mean, I, her last few fights, you know, she she left it close, but you know, she's still. It, yeah, I, I have nothing to she's say. She's gonna kill Betsy. <laughs> I have That's not gonna to be close. This. She's I, gonna go down. Where are they I think she's gonna kill Betsy. Singapore. Betsy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think don't so. think that's gonna be. I think you know. Yeah, I, th- I mean, um, there's just a different level in af- of athlete with the two of those, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I, honestly, I thought that Holly won her last fight with. Uh, oh Durant, yeah. Yeah, Jermaine. Jermaine. Now let's talk about I didn't see f- it. I was in the hospital. Like I missed all these fights because I'm at the hospital with Dustin. <laughs> now let's talk about some of the fights last week. Uh, Claudia Gadella uh, ran through. Kovalkiewicz. Um, yeah. Kovalkiewicz. Now I think you know what I think. Number one, not to take anything against uh, like that girl, but you know how like sometimes in the when earlier on in the UFC, if a guy had a home field advantage and everybody was going crazy, that dude just steamrolled that person. Because yeah. of you had the whole Brazil behind you, or the whole this for that behind you, it seems like women's MMA is not caught up to men's MMA. And that girl who went to Brazil did not know how to deal with everything around her, as well as Claudia. How good Claudia fought? Well, I mean, that girl is notorious. Like she, she's always has that demeanor, and I think it makes her good. And sometimes, I mean, when you like when you watch her before the fight, she's you know got she's the most relaxed I ever seen inside a cage she ever. She'll murder your fucking face. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, could you imagine her as like your girlfriend or something? You cannot tell her mood if she's mad at you or not. That's dangerous, right? That's that's Which some scary one? shit. Yeah. yeah, that's some scary shit. You see her against the cage, no expression at all, just fucking just smiling and just like just well, yeah, like you, you wouldn't know you're in trouble. Until you would not sleeping, even know until you then, fucking like right. wake up dead. Right. <laughs> no, will ki- she will kill you. Have you ever had a chick like that? No expression during sex? No, I never had. Wait. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I was gonna say something. That, like always had resting bitch face, and then we we got That's into a fight. Worst. We got into a fight one time. You need to work harder. And Adam. she never wore underwear. This girl never wore underwear. We were in Vegas, and she was yelling at me. 
And then, first of all, we used to go to clubs, and she would wear nothing at these fucking clubs. So every guy would hit on her, and I'd have to be like, back off, back off. Wait, well, I, first of all, you didn't do back off, back off. You probably just like act like you didn't see it. Exactly. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, I fucking backed off. Uh, <laughs> well, fuck, I guess I lost this one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I was telling her to back off. Like, back off, get in the fucking I got that porn loaded at fucking, home. Acting like fucking Tommy Tough Guy over here. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> so, so, then, so then we're like fighting a time, or arguing, like, and then in Vegas and she's wearing no underwear and uh, or no panties and then like spread her legs and I just kept I'm like listen honestly I can't listen to you while your vagina is staring right at me <laughs> and then she got like angry and crossed her legs at me but I remember that happened so but wait how was she born then if she that's pretty exciting shit though but, but no but, but she, had, she was a stripper for, she was a stripper but she uh. just had like Yo, she strippers just, are the worst. They're not like dead inside. This they, girl. They're they're not they're not everything they're cracked up to be. Some are. My most recent ex was a oh, stripper, yeah. and it was the most boring sex I've ever, ever had in my ever, life. Ever, it's the yeah. worst. It's the most disappointing thing ever. Some are good. No, it's not true. I'm not across the board. So but, I heard. So I heard. I never did. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never forget. There was, there was a stripper from who was on Rock of Love, that show with Brett Michaels from Poison, yeah. and, um, and she was which one? She was tatted up, and fake tits. Uh, a little racist, but I, I was like, I just pretended that I didn't, I didn't hear it. <laughs> she was hot enough where I was like, fuck it, I don't care. All right, so then uh, I, wasn't gonna, I wasn't in there for the long term. Pretty racist. And, um, and, and she just lay there during sex and was like, ow, ow, and complained the whole fucking time. I was, I was so disappointed. That that's was terrible. Yeah, I was, that was, I was awful. But well, that's when you have to drop expected. that N-word dick on her. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I dropped it, but it was it was it was uh, yeah. She she was complaining, but then uh, I don't know. I was thinking about like the first girl I ever. Who's the first girl you ever slept with? How how old were you? Seventeen. You were seven. Into the mic, by the way. Okay, so you were seventeen. You were seventeen. You were seventeen. Me too. What, 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 was, was you were seventeen. Well, how old too. were you? Eleven. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> no, no, I was actually fifteen. Oh, oh, oh. He got, he got, wow. he got a handy at nine years old. Uh, <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it during February? Because it was black. No. So, 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 so you were fifteen she years old. She was history yeah, after that. And uh, who, who was the girl? Ah, just some. <laughs> one of the girls in the crew that we used to hang out with. Okay, and you, and you yeah. were like the high school. But no, but she, but like all everybody thought that I had sex way before I did, and I was always planning off like I did. And then, like, I got called out a couple times, and I didn't know a few things that people who have sex know. Like what? Like, I don't, like, like how to do it properly. Like, I'll make, I'll, like, you ever hear somebody who is not like the way they are, but then try to profess it, yeah, but then yeah. you can tell they're lying? Well, that happened to me a couple times. And okay. Yeah, I got caught, caught, called out, so then I had to do it, and this girl was, like, experienced. Like, she was experienced, so then, like... She knew. I kind of told her that it was my first time, even though. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she like coached me through it. She coached you? Yeah, yeah. Coached me through it. Was she like head movement? It. Like she, well, she was like, she was like, Edmund. Oh, nah, yeah. <laughs> nah, she coached me through it. Like, like okay, calm down, relax, just, just it's okay. It's it's like this. Breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And it was Find like your two, water. Hey, that doesn't go in there. Hey, hey, two two pumps, two pump later, I'm out of there. No way. I'm out of there. It was quick. It was you, quick. You use a condom or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use a condom. Why? Like four. Uh, because PSAs I, on television I, I, all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's smart did, man. Did you Rashad. seduce her with Rashad's MMA love songs? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best, by the way. Okay. So, and then and then Eve, what, you were in the Bahamas. No, I was here in Texas. Oh, I was in the U.S. I was in Texas. You were in Texas. A he white girl, black girl? Fight. No, Latino girl. Latino girl. Yeah. Just, and then what happened? She took you home and she was like, Eve, 
Let's do this. I want you, I want you to make my evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, evening. yeah. That's exactly what she said. Really? Yeah. No. no okay. Hey, hey, Evening's not like talking about us at all. Like he's no, like, yo, is you gonna like? I'm gonna hear about this when I go home. That's what he's giving up. No, like, no. I'm, I'm like, you're talking about 23 years ago, man. It's a lot to remember. No, no. Was it a, was it a Mexican girl or a Puerto Rican or? Yeah, she was Mexican. Max. Yeah. yeah. But I remember one thing about my is that all my friends and her friends like waiting outside the door like. <laughs> it was a thing. It was terrible. They were all listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. All two minutes of it. That's that's awesome. But the One girl, minute, but seconds, the girl was cool because I busted quick. But then she was like, "Let's just lay here for a little bit." So they so don't, you don't walk out. Yeah, no yeah. <laughs> so they don't it didn't happen. Did she, it? Yeah, she gave me a cool assist on that one. I was like almost like bullied into doing it because. Uh, Everyone in my board, I went to this boarding school in Maine, with all these, these troubled kids, you know, like, and they all had sex like 12, 13. And then I was there when I was 13, so everyone would be like, Adam's president of the V Club. That's what they said, I was president of the fucking V Club. And then they would hold up V's when I walked around, like, yo, Adam's a virgin. Like, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So finally, <laughs> I was like, there was a girl at Kenny Rogers Chicken. I used to work at Kenny Rogers Roasters Chicken, right? That was my job. I, was, I, I used to cut the chicken. You would love that, right? So, so, <laughs> I knew that so, was I was <laughs> Oh, I yeah. started off as a busboy. Then, then I was I was a chicken cutter, right? And, and, uh, and there was chicken just, cutter. Yeah, yeah, I knew how to. What cook. a great you had a scissor and you like title. actually cut. And but that's a great job that's title. A, yeah. That's a fucking great job. But you like, title. but it's, the only problem is you smelled like chicken all the fucking week. Because but uh, right. <laughs> there's worse problems. Which I was like, are they hiring? So <laughs> there's worse problems. Hey, listen, I like chicken. All right, did shit. you get a lot I of those? Uh, amazing. <laughs> so I took her, I took her back to my place, and she blew me. I got a like, I first blowjob ever I was 17 I, I came like inst- I didn't even know that my dick could even operate that way it was like <laughs> I had never had anybody put their mouth on my dick before you know so uh, it was just quick like poo I was like holy shit and then I was like Can we do it again so then, then I laid her down on my uh, on my ground on, on, on like the den and then my housekeeper was like what's going on right so I was like leave me alone Sylvia so, she, so then <laughs> so then so then she was, she, was, yeah, she, was, she was she was jealous <laughs> so, my housekeeper so then uh, so so then Jesus I like Christ. then I like I like went in her and I'm like go, and then she queefed she fucking well no I was doing like porn style I took her legs and put it over her head I was like fuck it like like I saw in porn I started like ramming her and then uh, and then she queefed and I was like was that you or me I, I didn't know that fucking girls could, I did not know girls can queef I, I it, no one tells you that like no one tells you there's no queef fucking lesson when your parents nah, as a that, kid that never happens you so when you have the birds and the, anybody listening to this you have the birds and the bees talk with your kid with your son make sure you let them know about queefs yeah, <laughs> are, are, are you gonna tell your kid at science camp about the queef <laughs> <laughs> I, I might I'm thinking about it if he understands physics as well as I think he does yeah, he, he probably, probably already knows he'll probably tell you about the queef <laughs> right? so, so then I was like so then I, I like came I don't know again and then that was that and then I just then, so did you, really did you use a condom, again. Adam? No. 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 <laughs> Absolutely not. He's white boys. Maybe that was the only time I used a condom. But, but then, then after crazy. that, like two months later, I had like a, I was in St. Thomas. And uh, there was this, a white girl from England who was like in her 40s. And, uh, and I ended up banging her on the beach. So you get points for that old school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, she, but the problem, the beach had all these like beach bugs and it bit up my ass like the whole <laughs> fucking time. Ruined so, it. Just ruined it. Yeah, but it was still, but then I went down on her, but I, I didn't know how to eat pussy. I, I thought it was like like a fork. Like, I, I, I didn't know. Like I literally started like just like 
went down there like chomped away for three seconds she's like ow you're fucking like using your teeth and, and then she was like you need to learn how to eat pussy did, like, she, oh, did she tell you how to give me no. insight she no. didn't show you yeah, I'm like she you're 40 why don't you teach him yeah, yeah, she, she was just like don't do that ever again I'm like okay no problem <laughs> not even with me just everybody now when I was a kid I, the rumor was that black people did not like to eat pussy that was like the, the word on the street but then most of my black friends are like, no, they're, of course, I, they you love gotta it. eat pussy. You, you got to. You have to. You have now, to. Anthony Johnson says he doesn't like eating black girls' pussies because he said it's not supposed to be pink on the outside and purple on the inside. No, purple on the outside and pink on the inside. That's why he likes white girls. Oh, Lord. The, I, 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 what? Have you ever talked to him about that? <laughs> how do you even talk to How do you even talk to somebody about how does that come up in yeah, like, I, I Honestly, I don't. I would be embarrassed having that conversation. A lot of black when women. you're defending this double, and, and so, that's what you do. so anyway, that other stuff. Let's talk about eating pussy. I just I ordered. Love, I got the I cheeseburger. Love, I love black pussy. I love pussy in general. So yeah, I got the cheeseburger you, you, with you, the side of fries. You gotta appreciate it for what it is. You know, you gotta appreciate yeah. it for what it is. No, absolutely. Rashad's like Captain Kirk. He'll fuck a green bitch. <laughs> hey, <laughs> have you ever fucked a green bitch? No, no. What? What's the weirdest? Well, he what, used to hang out with What's the GSP. weirdest girl you've ever had sex with? Honestly, the weirdest, like the, weirdest? the, the straight I, I, craziest. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Eve. <laughs> hey, who, you think we're answering these questions? No, no. Listen, did, there, was, yo, there was a girl one time. The weirdest. I, I don't God, know. The like, girl had a, her her asshole fell out. Like I, she had a remote for her ass. I, I swear to God, it was in I was in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, and the girl like it's a robot. I, no, she said something like she had like a, a, a gymnastics injury as a kid, so she had a, something that tightened up her butt. That's a lie. Yeah, I know, but I, I like believe it. <laughs> gymnastics injury. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that sounds was, like that, that, that sounds like she off the out the yeah. gate. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know, I mean, I guess I I won't say weird, but I, I got a I got a uh, a big girl one time. <laughs> it was it was almost the best shit I ever had. Honestly, that's really? why. Like that's how big? A, like like Roy like, Nelson big? Nah, or? she was big. She was at least like <laughs> she was at least like. Two bills strong, like a two hundred. Yeah, like maybe five three. But she was two. That's bills. big. Yeah, she was big. She yeah, was big. but she White had a, girl, she, had a re, she had a really pretty face. Oh, that that makes up for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she. Was, yeah, hey, but listen though. After that, I was like, I can't do this again because I almost fell in love with that shit. So why? What's wrong with that? No, I just, I, I just, because I knew that. Because you don't want to be seen with her. Oh come on. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> you could be seeing. Look, no, but, but listen. Here, here's the thing about it. it. It's all about being like, I'm. I don't. I don't. I'm not a person to hang up on looks. Like, oh, she got to be like this and like whatever. Because right. I, I take, as I get older, I start to look at you know how does somebody act more than how they look more yeah. than anything. But like, I'm. I, I like. I like body. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm into body. And then I was just out there and I just, she was a big girl, a biggin. And I was like, eh. You ever see a big girl with a really pretty face? And you're like, man, if they lost weight, they'd be you so see hot. see that all the time. And they yeah. do and they're not hot anymore. I'm like, fuck, you were better before. <laughs> because before you had potential. Yeah, there's, like, there's, a, there's a fine line. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree, man, with what you were saying, especially about when you get old and you understand, especially as an athlete, yeah. like, there, there's, there's a, there's a, there's an attitude and an effort that goes into it. It's not, it's not that you have to be like the, you have to be like one of these, one of these 20 year olds or whatever. It's just you have to, you have, to have a personality and effort and, right. and, and a character that, that's, yeah, your body changes, but your character hasn't changed much. You've evolved as a person, yeah. but you're still, you still care about your body. No, the best girls, I, I'm convinced the best girls are the ones who were not hot growing up. 
and, and now they're they hot, hot because right. they still act cool. <laughs> like they still have that personality right, like that got cool a guy. Yeah. And now they have like, uh, and, you know, versus like, you, like the, the girl that grew up pretty and knowing oh, she was pretty. That's now, the worst. That's the, the worst. The worst, the worst is worst. when the girl was pretty. But then she still thinks she is pretty, but she's not anymore. And she's trying to do it with like Botox and like collagen and the fake it's lips over. and the. She don't want to admit it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's. You don't want to say you peaked that in high school. You don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun, Nobody wants to, to say it, that. that's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> but you know what's not over? Blue Apron. Listen, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient. <laughs> and recipe delivery service in the country. Uh, their mission is to make incredible f- home cooking accessible to everybody. They achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs. I'm telling you, they can be delivered in 99%, 99% of the continental US and 99.5% of food desserts. And because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for recipe, they are reducing food waste. I'm telling you, me and my girl, we have Blue Apron night. It is the best night we cook. Uh, we put on some music, we drink wine. Cooking together builds strong family bonds. My family hated me until we started doing Blue Apron. Trust me on this one. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. And you can, uh, those who spend a lot at restaurants or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. So, check it out. It's affordable, they got great variety, it's flexible, it's easy, it's guaranteed. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. With free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash MMA roast. You love how good it feels, how good it tastes, be able to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash MMA roast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So, speaking of guys that don't want to hang it up, Chuck Liddell over the weekend called out Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz said no. Uh, he doesn't want to fight well, they him. They took a picture together. Yeah, well, he, yeah. Said, he goes, I don't want to fight you because uh, sorry that you need the money. I'll lend you some money if you need money or something. Yep. Um, and now people are saying. Did he say that? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, it was Ooh. on Twitter. Oh. That was good. Chuck went back at him. That was the best one Dito's had in years. Chuck went back at him, too. Like, I'll take some money. That's that's cool by me. I'll just do the same thing I did the first two times. Now, I don't know. Now, you fought both Ooh. these guys. Uh, Rashad, who do you think wins? Right now? Right now. Oh, my. Chuck. No I got to say Chuck Liddell. Really? I got to say Chuck. Because he doesn't hit that hard? and No, I just think that. He has his uh, mind control. Like he has, like sometimes people just have that over you, and and, and Chuck has that over Tito. Yeah. I think that I think that Tito Tito is, um, you know, Tito was always a lot better than he knew. But I think when it comes with him and Chuck, I think Chuck just has something in his head that he can't get past. Your fight with was Tito. I was convinced you were going to murder Tito, and uh, but. I think you said he was a lot stronger than you thought he was going to be, right? Oh, the first one? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I fought Tito, uh, everybody was telling me, like, oh, this this is why I don't like to have people around me that be like, oh, you're going to kill him, you're going to kill him. I hate when people around me that says that when I got an opponent because then, you know, even if I don't believe it, it, the shit will sink into your mind. Yeah. Eventually, it sinks into your mind, and you start cutting corners. What happened to you too? And when it, when it gets tough, you get surprised. Yeah, and so so when the fight happens, everyone's telling me, I'm going to kill him, I'm going to kill him, he's this, he's weak, and da-da-da. Tito grabbed a hold of me, and he was the strongest motherfucker I ever felt in my life. And I remember looking across the cage, and I see my corner, and I can only think of one thing. You motherfuckers lied to me. You motherfuckers lied to me. He's strong as shit, and I'm and I'm going and I go into panic mode. Like holy shit, he's stronger than any human being I ever touched in my life. 
That's like when comics, like you're on like fifth in the lineup and they all have good sets. Like, oh, you're going to kill. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm done. Like, and then it's like, and then if like you think you're better than those comics and then you're not having a good set, you're like, man, wh- why, why are they doing better than me? It's, sometimes it's, it's yeah, the worst thing someone can tell you is that you're going to kill. Yeah. It's the worst. It's only go downhill from there. Uh, now, another fight I got to ask you about is Cormier versus John Jones. Oh, rematch. Uh, now, I, I want Daniel Cormier to win. Cormier is a friend of mine. He's, I think he's a. Did you go to his wedding? Didn't go to his wedding. So I'm not. We're not did I'm you not, get? Did you get the invite? No. Invite? So uh, I'm not back at the friends. Neither did I. Though, oh. so. Um, but I like Cormier. You didn't get it either. I didn't get it. Either. Oh shit, man. You know that hey, invite? DC and Sonny and Becker and those guys. Oh, Sonny and Becker and everybody did. Like I, that? I think Donovan and those guys went. They, okay, they yeah. called me. I'm busy that day. Though. Yeah. Now I like. I think Cormier is a better. He's better for the sport. He's a better uh, person. He's done more for kids. He's a better role model, yada, yada, yada. I just don't know. I mean, John Jones has that, that it factor. Well, it's hard to say, and, and, and I say this in all due respect, like what John Jones we're going to see because a lot of people underestimate what actually happens to a fighter or an athlete when they're away from the sport for so long. Yep. And it happens to everyone. And we've seen a, a glimpse of that when he fought OSP. OSP is very tough, but at the same time, that went five rounds with a guy who was not training for a five-round fight, with a guy who was still um, very talented but very green yeah. in a lot of ways. So you have to look at that and take that into consideration. So, but, but also, you know, John Jones is coming from a lot in that whole situation. You got to think about the fact that, you know, John had a lot of outside baggage you know, you know, just having been able to get an opportunity to fight in the cage again was a big deal for him. And then he was getting a chance to fight. So he he was emotionally different. So now you got to say, okay, is he going to be emotionally different like that going into D.C.? The D.C. fight, if he's like emotionally like that going into the D.C. fight, I like D.C. in this fight because D.C. is Have you trained with competing. D.C. ever? Uh, when you first started, not lately. But DC's in a role. DC's feeling himself, and DC has his rhythm and timing down. And there's something to be said about that. I mean, John Jones is probably one of the best ever to strap on the four-ounce gloves, for sure. But how's he going to be after being out for so long? Now, do you think he was on steroids? John? Do yeah. I think he's on steroids? I don't know. That's, that's a, positive, hell, that's I mean, a hell a of a thing to say. He was looking like an Adonis. I mean, he went from having like but no, but here's the thing. But here's the thing, though. John has always been a late bloomer, though. He's always been physically a late bloomer. He's been tall, but he's he's still someone who's still growing into, like, reaching reaching maturity. For instance, I, and I say that because of the way his facial hair. Why grows. does he need boner pills? I mean, you're, he's what thirty two years old. I mean, who takes boner? I mean, you can't get it up. The qu- the amount of pussy he's getting. I don't know. Maybe he took something that make it not get up. Mm-hmm. I'm confused about that. Jesus, you really want to fucking spell it out, huh? <laughs> no, what is it? Oh, Coke. Oh, Coke doesn't get... Oh, oh, he's on Coke and he needs boner pills. I'm not saying... Okay. Spot blower? Oh, I'm not saying... Right. Spot I'm not, blower? I'm not, huh? Yes. Spot blower? Yes. Well, like, Jesus. Hey, yes. no, it's, it's, it's... I mean, it's already out there. I mean, oh, yeah. it, 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 he, he, he told us. Oh. He told us about I that, like that, that, that. I feel like that gif or that... Who's that guy where he's like, oh, is that the black guy? Yeah, that? That yeah. Actor? Is it Omar uh, Epps? But he's just like... Oh, you know what I'm talking about? He comes to that realization. Yeah. So now, do you, who do you think wins this fight? I think DC should definitely be the favorite going into that for a lot of the same reasons what Rashad said. Um, being away from the sport for that long, 
especially with the OSP fight, um, what he looked like after being away for that for that portion of time. But then, you know that he has a passion. There, there's something about him between him and DC. Um, now that doesn't mean his timing is going to be correct or any of that, but is he going to like, how much work is he putting in, in the off time? Yeah. He's training with some of the best guys in the world. Um, he still has his coaching. He still has the the team that brought him to that point. But, um, it's, it'll be telling the first round will be telling. And then the third round will be the most telling if, if it goes that long. But if he, if he shows up and he's not, um, he's not the same John Jones, he's going to get finished. I just feel like. With DC, man, you talk about like, okay, luck is very important. He's such a skilled person. He's such overcome so much. We, we heard about his story about his father getting murdered and you know the, the, the DUI. I mean, not the, the accident he got into, or I think someone with his DC. Yeah, DC. Was his da- wasn't his, didn't his, his daughter, daughter pass away? Yeah, you know? and then like you look at the 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 sporting luck of like he's in the same weight class as Kale Sanderson, mm-hmm. and, and he loses about like three points to Kale Sanderson. In a final match, and if you watch that match, there was a point where it was like five to four or something, and he and he kind of and he, he he cut him, but in a way where it was a mental lapse in the third, where it was right. just like, oh, why'd you do that? And now he's in the same weight class as arguably the greatest fighter of all time, mm-hmm. because Cain Velasquez is a heavyweight. He could probably right. be the heavyweight. He, champion. He, he can definitely be a heavyweight champion. It's just sure. like, oh man, you just kind of feel for a guy who's right there. But you know what though? He, I mean. It, if you even take out the fact that John Jones has been a long, light heavyweight king, you have to look at DC's body of work of what he's done thus far. Right. Like he, he like the fight that stands out to me more than anything is the fight with Gustafson. That fight right there to me was the stamp on him being the champion. And I was like, wow, okay, this guy can fight. What about Josh Barnett? I mean, you look at how big Josh Barnett is, and you look at DC, who's like. You know, four foot eleven, and, yeah, and Josh little, Barnett. Yeah. Just, I mean, he threw around this. You look at how good of a grappler and who's, who yeah. Josh Barnett has fought, and, and he just tosses around Josh Barnett. What about Nothing. the plane ride that Dan Henderson went on? Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he cradled him like a baby, effortlessly. Crazy. He almost tossed Gustafson out of the cage. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing, but 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 there is something where like. You ever, you, as wrestling, you would see it all the time of like a guy who just murders everybody until the finals, and then he just can't get. He loses by one point there, to a yeah. guy that you're like. Ah, well, fuck. I mean, listen, John Jones is not only one of the the most physically gifted athletes that's ever stepped out step into the octagon. He's also one of the 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 smartest. Mm-hmm. And He's the a very very smart fighter. And the meanest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 enjoys it to the point where I mean, he's he's obsessed. It's an obsession. And that's when you see the level of greatness that he's had and the stuff that he's been able to do. So it's going to be interesting to see how DC overcomes that when, he, when, when, when John Jones does the tricks that he does. Like when you're in a cage with him and you're fighting him and you're clenching, he goes and he, you know, put his hands on the inside of your gloves and he holds it so he can elbow you. You know, that, that like, I mean, you know, you did it. Is that what he did to you? Huh? Is that what he did yeah, to you? Yeah, of course. Against the cage. What the referee can't see, the referee can't see. Kind of a more hidden Tim Kennedy. You ain't Romero cheating if you ain't there. trying. It's only cheating yeah, if you so get like, caught. Of course, he, yeah, he, yeah. John, John is a very, um, like he, he's a very smart fighter, and and that's the thing that that separates him from a lot of his competition. When he's tested and when he feels like okay, uh, it's a really good fight, he'll separate himself by having these little tricks that he does that actually plays a big role in his opponent's mind. 
It's crazy. I think one of the other things with John is I think his his uh, position of like I cannot lose to DC outweighs his desire to beat DC. It's like I can't lose. If I win, I'm the champ. This is where I was. If I lose to DC, this is like the most detrimental thing that could ever yeah. happen to him. Maybe, emotionally. but also there's also other things to consider. Like, well, number one, we got to point out that he's he's now selling Coke. Uh, Coca-Cola shirts, which oh is the greatest thing ever. Like he's basically embracing his like he's like now the poster boy for cocaine. But uh, the fact is, is that um, what was it? What was it saying about John Jones? He can't lose. Uh, forgot what I was gonna say. I need to get some sleep. But but yeah. But but John Jones. <laughs> no, but know. that's but I I, I I I I like the fact that he's selling those those shirts with John Jones and and they look like the Coke, uh, you know, banner or branding because. He needs, and I wish that he would have done it so long ago. I wish he would have just been himself. Just embrace it. Yes, and yeah. just been himself. And who he is is an awesome person, but he was battling that for a long time. He wanted to be, a, he wanted to be perceived a certain way, but that's the react. Like, here's, here's the situation. You're in the public light, and you can try to be whatever way you want to be, but they're always going to see you mm-hmm. as how they see you. Yeah. <clears throat> so instead of trying to sculpt the way they're going to see you, just be you. Yeah. And yeah. I think and now he's that, closer to that than anything. And if you want them to see something else, then you have to be that something else. You but can't think, just do that in front of a camera. Right. But do you think taking away like his toys, like sometimes people, like, I remember Manny Pacquiao. Or, when Manny Pacquiao beat Barrera and Morales, like I, I had been watching at the gym. He was like, Staying up five days straight, going on these drug binges, cheating on his wife every week, driving nine hundred miles an hour around L.A. He was insane. Right. And he was, and then all of a sudden he found Jesus, and he was getting his ass kicked. Right. Uh, do you think John's like? I remember, like I've heard stories about the Gustin. He, he came in week of the fight after you know two prostitutes came with him to training. You know, uh, he was on ecstasy and Molly and coke. <laughs> Taking well, away I mean, all that, is that going to I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, listen, listen, yeah. listen. I mean, there, there is something to be said about that because um, as Tim S. Grover, uh, a writer who wrote this book called Relentless, he said that every top athlete, the closer, has to have a little bit of that edge to them. It, they, they need it. They have to have that edge because they gamble in, in their sport, but they also have to gamble in their life too. So whatever that gamble is for them, they have to do it. If they don't do that gamble, then they don't balance themselves out. So he does have to keep a pinch of sin. Yeah. So, so maybe if, so well, maybe so maybe so maybe he can make his his coke binge. But he's got he's gotta so keep it. What was it. your thing? Huh? What what was your thing? You were a top you were a champion of the world. <laughs> Uh, what was my thing? Yeah, what was your like? Oh man, I can't tell you my thing. I might, I might, I might have to stop it. <laughs> Eve, what, what, what was I your, might what have your, to stop it. Thing, I might have to stop my thing. What was your thing? And Eve? when I, when I'm when I'm done fighting, this is a conversation I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna say what my thing was, but I can't say that because I don't want to. Well, was it was it something that Matt Hughes did not like about? Did, was it something that's the same thing as what Matt Hughes had an issue with originally on the Ultima Fight? Yeah, like 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 for me. Fighting has always been something different. Fighting is something I never done when I was mad. It was like always like a show off thing. Like I'm, I'm better. I, you, you challenge me. How dare you? I will embarrass you. And, so for and, me, yeah. I, I always gotta like to keep a bit of the arrogance about like 
this guy is going to step and, and have the audacity to challenge me, I'm going to embarrass him. And whatever I can do to embarrass him and make it look like I'm embarrassing him, then that's what I'm going to do. And be like, oh, my God, you're so cocky. You're so cocky. But it was just a part of me. And Eve, what was your thing? I didn't have a thing. Come on. He's a fucking stone cold murderer. You don't yeah, have a thing. Uh, wait, just, out, wait, outside the cage. You might have bodies outside the cage. Outside the cage. You got to have a thing Come outside on. the cage. You got to have a thing Come outside on. the cage. Was it uh, Bahamas Girls? Was it a. Uh, uh, it was probably. Ch- it had to be chicks. Right? No? <laughs> you were married. Uh, hmm. Was it a. Uh, I don't have I don't have a thing. You're so full of shit, man. Damn. All right, fine. Have fun I, listen, I, I, I think that listen, I think that John should just still be John, but when he wants to do his thing, he should be like, yo, listen, I'm gonna have I wanna do my thing tonight. I got have somebody as a chaperone, have somebody like have a set up. You know what I'm saying? I think he should have a so lot of way, coke from the like, gotta have cage. a leash. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure make sure he has somebody who Yeah. Cause I mean, this I mean, he's he's been great doing it, so just Right. It's like Michael you, Irving. You know? Oh, he was the best. Yeah, he was like, are those drugs? No, I'm just, uh, I was holding them for my friend. He, he, he was unbelievable. Now, uh, other, other fights this weekend. Yancey against Eric Silva. Oh, Madera. Fuck, yeah. man. Do you think that fight was stopped too soon? I think it was. Yeah, that was definitely stopped too it soon. It was stopped too soon. I don't know if it would have changed the result, but it was no. stopped. No, he, but you you got to give him a chance. But you know what, though? Eric Silva's one of those fighters. And, and that's when it comes to a referee knowing who they're refereeing. Yeah. You know, when you're a referee, you got to know, okay, it's more than just being assigned to a fight. You got to know the fighter and how they fight and what they look like when they're rocked. So then that way, if it happens in a fight, you have an idea, you can let it give it a longer uh, time where you stop it or you don't at all. You know what I'm saying? So he just didn't know who he was reffing. And then, but... I'm not hating on the referee for that. It was, it was, I think it was an early stoppage. I don't necessarily know if it would have changed the result of the fight, but then it's always a little bit better than, than taking too long to stop. Yeah, like Mario Yamasaki. Mario Yamasaki is the slowest. It, what was that fight le- that night? No, I forgot I who it was. Say Mazagati is. Yeah, but he doesn't Ma- yeah, he's he's ref anymore. But yeah, there was yeah. a fight that well, night that they Winslow was land. bad too. They Winslow some, was the worst. The, Kim uh, Winslow. I remember when I was fighting uh, Forrest and I was fighting and Steve Mazagati was, uh, was the ref and I'm hitting Forrest and I'm looking up like Forrest is going limp, and I'm like, I'm about to wake him up if I hit him anymore. <laughs> Mazagati was oh, the ref the when I fought where, Josh Thompson. Thomas was bouncing <laughs> yeah. off, and he's like, kind of tapping yeah, the mat, but he's yeah. not looking. He's not looking. Yeah, yeah. He was the ref when I fought Josh Thompson. And he let me in. Like, he literally was. He was like, Forrest's head went back and then came back up. Rashad landed back, came back. He it was like a, one of those punching bags, just always. Yeah, and I'm looking at the referee, like I'm hitting him, hitting him. I'm looking at the referee, like yo. And Forrest is out like this, and he's hitting the mat, like I'm done. Let me out of here. Most impressive fights you had, Rashad, was. Against Phil Davis, because I thought Phil Davis, uh, I talked to him mm. before that fight. Mm. He's like, I don't want to fight with Shad. That, that's my friend. I don't, I don't want to beat my friend. Uh, he was, he was Phil, convinced. He was gonna smash me. He yeah. was gonna smash me. And Phil's I remember tough, watching though. Phil through college wrestling. Yeah, Phil. And uh, I'm, I'm happy Phil's doing so good now in Bellator. But uh, that was a fight that uh, I think a lot of people were surprised. I remember telling Phil in that I fight, I'm like, I told him I was gonna, I told him I was gonna, he had junk wrestling. <laughs> And I said he wouldn't have had a national championship if he if I was there. But he's a, he's a great wrestler. But it was just something to get in his head. But it ended up happening in the fight. I think the one that you were thinking of with the ref that night yeah. that let like forty go. Yeah, was that the Bohachino Oluwale Bombos fight? No, it wasn't that fight. It was another one? fight before that. Uh, I'll tell you who my new favorite fighter is now. Brian Kelleher. Oh my god, uh, kid from Jeez. Long Island, upstate New York. Fuck. And, uh, how do you- 
Unreal. Goes out there and after his first fight, calls out Dana White, asks for a fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> but, 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 but wait a minute though. But his his story is so funny because he's ten years in the sport, grinding his ass off, trying to make it to the big show, and then he finally sees an opportunity because Dana White goes to his uh, smaller organization show and as um, looking for a fight. So he's like, I got to put on. He sees Dan in the crowd, and he's having a fight, and it was kind of so-so. And then he's like, I got to do something exciting. And then he catches guy with a spinning back, spinning back fist, knocks him out, and then he gets on. Yeah. He, he gets the opportunity. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's a guy who has grinded his ass off, seeing so many people probably around him that he beat get their shot, and then now he got his, and then he wasn't even buckling under the pressure. And that's the thing about, like, Making a debut, like he didn't give a he didn't give a fuck. That's how I'm gonna be with comedy. Fuck. I'm fucking twenty years into stand up comedy, yeah. when I get my shot, but I finally get my. Yo, fucking he's gonna big forget shot. about us so bad, yo, yo, yo. No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're not. Listen, he is going to be like, uh, we can text him like, yo, Adam, what's up? He's like, um, new phone, who's this, this again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Never, never. My contacts didn't back on. up. Like, come on. The fight you're talking about is um, Matthew Lopez and Johnny yes. Eduardo. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. That was that was really bad. I mean, he's looking for that heel hook and he's chasing it real hard. But Lope, like he never even tried to get his head away or make make space, get some extension and make some space. He just took all those shots. And I feel like it was Lopez. because it was a Brazilian in Brazil that he was trying to like ref- let the Brazilian guy come back. Yeah, and it's give like, him a chance. What, are you, what, what is this? This is fucking WWE? Well, I, Johnny Eduardo has been patchy since Algermain. Uh, yeah, and I mean that, and that's that's a, a lot. lot. I know he doesn't fight a lot, but that's a lot of damage for a guy who's been fighting since '97. A lot well, of even people, like uh, Yuri Yuri against uh, Kelleher, he hadn't been submitted in nine years. And a lot of people were upset finish. about um, the Asensio Morass fight. fight. Uh, yeah. I just think that you, you, you when you pick two guys that are identical and you put them up against each other, it's a probably a bad matchup. Those guys are so alike. It's it also it's it's even a worse matchup when you do that in a guy's debut. Um, for for both reasons, for for both sides that I coin is Rafael Asuncion. He's going to he's he's a cautious fighter. He's not. I mean, he's he's number three guy for a reason. He's not going to go out there and really expose himself. And Marias on the other side of that, he's not going to try to expose himself either. He this is his debut. He knows he's fight. He knows he's fighting a tough guy, and he wants to perform, but he also doesn't want to get stopped. He doesn't want to mm-hmm. get ran through. So so putting that fight together with these like that if that fight came. Three or four fights in Marlon Marais' career, yeah. a UFC career, that could be a different looking fight. But I think yeah. on paper, that was a good fight. But yeah. then when, sometimes when you think about it, you're like, okay, two strikers on paper sometimes could be good. But sometimes when you guys are like, it's almost like putting two wrestlers, it's like almost like you're better off a wrestler versus a striker and see what happens versus two guys that are exactly. Yeah. Well, two guys with great I, I gave, I gave, I gave Marlon a lot of hype. I gave him a lot of hype. And, and I truly believe that he's one of the best in the division. Yeah. But those lights, those UFC lights, yeah. get get everybody. And and I knew he was heading in the wrong place when he kept dapping his opponent up. I'm like, God damn it! When it when when I get at somebody who gives me dap man all the time, keep me dap dap dap. I'm like, that means he's nervous. And he's and and, and a guy does that because they're trying to constantly feel comfortable because they feel very weird, and they want to and they want to dap you and high five you to be like. Hey, this is just we're, like we practice. Here. We're both, yeah, this yeah. is this is great, you know. But it, it, it's a different kind of trigger than a guy who stares at, stares at you in front of the cage. He daps you at one time, and then he just fucking goes to town on you. 
Right. It's a different kind of mindset, you know. So if I go to a guy who keeps dapping me up, I'm like, this fucking guy is scared. Yep. Have you ever had a guy do that to you? Keep trying to high five you or I, I hate that shit. You don't remember? I mean, I'm sh- if it happened, I'm sure my reaction would have been like one time, and then it's like, no. It's well, Jake said the same thing. You yeah. don't high five. You don't give hugs before or after the fight. When I fight. when I fought Forrest um, at the weigh in, right after we shook hands at the weigh in, he was like, "Listen, don't try to high five me tomorrow. We're just gonna fight." Wow, that's that's interesting coming from him too. Yeah. He yeah. Was- now, all right. So this week. Uh, uh, Mark Hunt versus Derek Lewis. Um, the big black beast. I don't know. You know what? I don't know why, but I'm thinking that Mark Hunt's going to knock him out. I don't. It's in Australia or New Zealand, right? Why, why, New Zealand. You New don't Zealand. know why. Let's see. Mitrione knocked him out with a forearm. And yeah, I know. And so, did, and so did that uh, Sean Jordan. But if you look at who's looked really good in his last couple fights versus who hasn't. No, of course. But it's in New Zealand and... But Mark Hunt was winning the fight with Alistair before he got caught, though. You got to remember that. Yeah, I was there. That was a crazy. That was insane. Uh, he was doing well against Verdum, too. Who do you think wins this fight, Eve? I honestly, I don't know, man. Mark Hunt. Yeah, he's 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 tough. He's walk off knockouts and whatnot. But he's he's been in there a lot. You know what I mean? He's been in a lot a lot of K one fights. Um, and and Derek hits hard. Um, there's, there's there's not going to be any wrestling in this fight. You know, um, I think really, I think if Derek lands something first, um, and Derek has a decent chin, Mark hits hard, but and, and I'm I'm, th- I'm taking Derek Lewis in this one. Rashad, <sighs> Eve's gonna pull my black card if I don't go with Derek Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, but um, take the Samoan. Nah, you know, if I would, I would say that. Um, I like Mark Hunt, and and he's he's one of my guys who I, I like I idolize, and I always watch him growing up. But I just think that he's just in a different place right now, you know, with the whole UFC lawsuit and everything else. You know, I think he's already like you know he's already kind of bringing it home, and I think this whole fight in uh, in, in in his home home hometown is kind of him kind of saying goodbye in 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 a, in a different kind of way, you know, so. I don't know if he has the kind of desire to beat the big black beast. And that's why I'm going to go with the big black beast. Black beast is like, I, I just think like he'd be like the worst cellmate to ever. Imagine like you go to jail and like, no, you can't have my cornbread. <laughs> or the best because no one would fuck with you, but you'd probably be his girlfriend. Uh, and you, CB? I got Derek Lewis. You got Derek I don't Lewis? know. I just... Yeah. Since it got announced, I thought Derek Lewis would pull it off. I think Brett Roberts is the worst cellmate hey, ever. What? The, what? <laughs> Brett, Brett Rogers? Rogers? Brett Rogers oh, is yeah, the worst yeah, cellmate yeah. ever. Hey, but what about, oh. I just, I, when I think of Derek Lewis, I just think about him just beating the shit out of Travis Brown. Yeah. And then saying, <laughs> where Ronda Rousey at? That, Where's that, Ronda that, Rousey fine yo, ass yo, at? That, that right there, that right there is like, wait a minute, bro. You just whooped my ass and then you're talking about my girl. <laughs> And I and you and, and I can't do shit about it. I have to get a gun to shoot you. I Seriously, have to. like, I have to. like, there's nothing. There's nothing. Like, I've never seen someone just completely just castrate a man. Then that was the most yeah. castrating. Even like a blowjob that night from Rhonda still would not make me feel better. It would be like, I, <laughs> oh I, would, I would be like, man, this is a pity blowjob. I, I would be Yo, thinking of was, the Black Beast. Could you even get it up after getting whooped on that bad? No, probably. Especially yeah. after he couldn't even defend her. He can't even defend her, her honor. honor. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't won a fight since they started dating. Travis Brown. Yo, they, yo. Neither of them. Well, I wouldn't say neither of them. But yeah, yeah she, like, like yeah. he just stole. He stole. 
He whooped his ass and then he stole his aunt. Like he just That's raised crazy. his leg he on steal. His, he just took it. Yeah, he yeah. he just raised his leg on on Travis to hold. I, no. My heart hurt for him for that. Now, by the way, if you beat Sam Alvey, are you going to fight again, or is this is this your last fight? Or you, you want to fight five Jesus more times? Christ. Vitor Belfort, what's going on? <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna I'm fight again. I'm gonna yeah. fight again. Okay, you know, I'm not. Would you fight Vitor? I know you nah, guys used to train together. Fight Vitor. Is he too close or? Yeah, I, I like him. You know, I mean, Vitor is still very, very tough and very dangerous, but I don't have no desire to fight Vitor. Are you fighting at two hundred five or one eighty five? One eighty five. The last fight was at one, you were at one eighty five, right? Yeah. You were so ripped. Holy shit! Like you, there was pictures. I was like, "Damn, like, is that ripped. the most ripped you've been in years?" Yeah, I haven't been as low since college. You look like all head. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird, dog? It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing ever, man. It's like, you know how like they say, like when you lose a lot of weight, like Oprah and everybody. Yeah, you keep that big ass fucking head. My head is still. Now, big. are you on Bumble or Black People Meet? Or <laughs> were you using nah, that picture? I, <laughs> I don't go on those sites like that. Could you imagine? Why, come, why not? You think Rashad needs uh-huh. to go on those sites? Uh, I mean, sometimes it's easier. It is easy. It is easier, but easier is not always better. Good point. Good point. I, I, I've met my girl on Tinder. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. Because when it's easy, everybody does it. Yeah, it's not. It's you true. Don't, you don't want to. Well, now, but there's also like there's Bumble for like celebrities you could be on. You know that, right? There's huh? like there's certain like the celebrity. Oh, Gabby Garcia is on Tinder. Celebrity Bumble. I never heard of it. It's like only like models. Like you have to be approved and prove that you're like kind of famous. Verifying shit. Yeah, I never yeah. heard. I never heard of this. You have yeah. fifty four thousand followers. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm just. I don't. I'm no, just. Is. I just there's made like, that up. No, there is. That's nah, I never. Like, heard no, this. but I mean, is true. I said you have to have fifty four thousand followers. No, but you you have to like they have to approve you, and then it's only like bad bitches. But you know they're probably all head cases. But I'm gonna look it up right now. Absolutely. Look up. Tinder for celebrities. Tinder elite. Tinder for Tinder. It's Tinder, it's Tinder no, not Bumble. Yeah, Tinder for celebrities. Tinder for celebrities. Yeah, there's also I'm like not even, I'm not even a celebrity. I hate that. You show. are a celebrity. No, I am you not. You are a, a UFC celebrity. champion. You're on TV. You're both. You guys are yeah, celebrities. Yeah, but I don't. I don't, I don't understand that. that shit. I don't understand the whole. Like it's so ridiculous. Okay, fine, but you're an elite. You are the world champion. Uh, you, I'm somebody who's known for being on TV. I'm not a celebrity. A celebrity is it's, it's a different kind of thing. Well, first of all, you're you're the one of the best. Both of you guys are the best in the world at what you do, and that's to me a celebrity in your field. You're okay, a celebrity. I get it. I get it. I get uh, it. So quit being humble. All right. No. So Derek Brunson versus Dan Kelly. Uh, this fight, man. Uh, Derek Brunson knows. is. He he's so good, but then he got so sloppy, and he was getting rewarded for his sloppiness. He was like, it was almost like uh, like mall fights or like fights you see on World Star. World Star. Where, but he was winning. He was winning these crazy fights until he ran into Robert Whitaker, who was like not gonna fall for that shit. But he still even hurt Robert Whitaker for, for a second. Uh, hopefully, he's getting back to his regular. I know they weren't teaching him that in Greg Jackson's, right? The way he was fighting. What's that, Derek Brunson? Yeah, no, you know, he he's doing his own thing right now. But it's not with Jackson, but I'm saying when he was like had his hands down going crazy. Well, I mean, the, the same things that make you laugh make you cry. He's been rewarded, like you said, for knocking people out. But you got to live by the sword and die by the sword. So he's out there. He's out there just throwing it, and he's giving exciting fights and it's what people want. But I mean, eventually you will get caught if you fight that way. So you think Brunson Kelly who wins this fight? I think Brunson, but I think Brunson has to be patient. I think that. Um, Kelly is so underwhelming to watch on film, and and but when when you're in there with him, you're like, okay, he's pretty tough, he's durable, and he has a different kind of mindset, and he's a you know four time uh, judo Olympian. Olympian. So 
you know, the guy has a heart and you can't take that away from him. You know, the guy has one leg, but you have to methodically break him down. If you try to get him up out of it early, it's going to be an ugly fight. But for Alvi, Alvi was able to do that. What's that, Alvi? Yeah, but Sam. they got, can, can they got the same. Yeah, they got the same kind of right, right, right. weirdness about him, you know? Uh, yeah. Who do you think wins this fight, Brunson? I, I think this fight is, is, is determined by um, how Brunson reacts to Kelly not being breakable because Brunson, Brunson can break, I think. He can, um, he can get discouraged uh, when, when he's not successful. And if Dan Kelly can, can survive the onslaught that, that Brunson can bring early, um, I think Brunson could start to crack and then Kelly could just grind him out and possibly finish late, but, but probably win a decision. CB? Uh, I got Dan Kelly. I think Come his, on, I, he's 60. I know, but I think his base <laughs> is, is heavy. He's a heavy base to protect from the takedown from Brunson plus the judo. I don't know if Brunson can put him on his back. He probably could, but it's going to be hard. And Kelly hits for a seventy-five-year-old man, he hits fucking hard. He is hard. Yeah, he can hit, but he's he's he slow. Connect. And I think that's that that right there is the reason why I give Brunson an edge, and I think that he can be able to, to catch him with something and maybe knock him out because he's he's slow. But I thought Brunson beat Anderson Silva. By the way, I thought that was uh, I think he got robbed. In that yeah, fight. yeah. Uh, Brunson just can't come out come out wild. Now, who he do you think wins? By the way, Whitaker versus Yall. Ooh, man, Whitaker that's looking really good so fight. good. And Whitaker always shows up. You know what I mean? You, there, there's been there's been fights, so many fights in the past where you're like, he's not going to win that fight. He's not going to win that fight. And then he finishes those guys, you know. Similar, a lot of people thought that he would lose to Jacare. But it's something about what his team does and what they put together. And he sticks to that game plan very well. He takes away your strengths. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's... I mean, it's obvious what Yoel Romero's strengths are. You know, his his his, his explosiveness, his wrestling, and um, he stays explosive. And I think a guy like Whitaker, his team will see that, and he will he will be able to be prepared for that explosiveness, even when Yoel slows down. Right. So we're you picking. Uh, we're I'm picking Whitaker, Whitaker, man. I can't pick against Rashad? him. I'm gonna go with Yoel. I think that Yoel is probably one of the the. the the best, most physically athlete, uh, gifted athlete in in the division. You ever train with him? No, I never have. But, I've trained with you. But but, here, but here's yeah. the thing: sometimes Yoel fights a bit lazy, and I think that could be a problem with him when he's fighting against Whitaker. But um, I think his ability to to wrestle and to and to be able to be the stronger fighter is going to give Whitaker problems. How does he do in practice? Yoel, I mean, he's fucking great. I is mean, anybody? Wait, he's your team, and you went against him? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's surprising, but no bias. Yeah, no, he's no, he's like he's legit. He's a legit badass, but like also They don't really. I mean, they just drill a lot when they spar. Um, Lombard tried to take his head off, and you no, I, I don't think he does that with y'all. Hmm? He doesn't try to take. No, he, like it's Hector's weird man. There are some guys that that that. He respects and he won't come at you. Is it the know? Cuban thing? Um, Cuban I think connection? that has to do the Cuban <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, I don't get it, man. Same thing with like he's he's the same way with Masvidal, you know. Um, same way with, um, but he's also the same way with Pitbull and like he was the same way with Pitbull and Robbie, you know. He's um the fight that I'm looking forward to because I saw this guy fight. Uh, I, I was at his last fight. This dude's or uh, he's uh, Kudalaba. 
Ion Kudalava, the Hulk. Uh, the Hulk? Who's that? Oh, I this remember. This guy that Ion came out. Kudalava. He came out full green makeup, oh, entire he, body. Remember, he, he put, put that black guy, and he yeah. was just letting that guy punch him in the face. Wasn't it Jared Cannonier? It was some crazy It was at the fight. Ultimate Fighter yeah, finale. Yeah, yeah. It was, I'd never seen it. Like The guy just like stood there. He's black. He's from Moldova, and they're all insane over there. And he's fighting a guy... Enrique De Silva, Frankenstein. Enrique De Silva's a tough fucking dude, too. So it's the Hulk versus Frankenstein. Uh, the Hulk should have beat Frankenstein in, like, in like if there were That makes sense for the Hulk. But you know what? The, <laughs> the Frankenstein will always keep coming back, though. So, so uh, this, this fight I'm looking forward to. Uh, and also Tim Elliott versus Ben again. Ben. Ben. Ben, ben Gang? Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that... Uh, Tim's a replacement, though, for uh, Benavidez. Yeah, Ben's the guy that, like... Remember that guy? That guy that was dating Julian Jesse Wallace. Jess? Julian Wallace. He's a tattooed everywhere. Yeah. And he was beating up his girlfriend, but then she knocked him out. And then now, then he was dating. What? At, yeah, he was. She knocked him out. Yeah. The story was he was beating that her. Dude should never leave. Wasn't it? Wasn't it, wasn't it Jesse? Jesse? And then Jesse knocked him out with a head kick. Yeah. Um, but then he like what? He got arrested for like uh, for beating her up, even though she knocked him out. What? I guess he was drunk. It was just like there's yeah, also the shit. video of him at the weigh-ins holding the belt, and he's looking at Ben Nguyen, and he gets in his face and starts okay. pushing him. Wait, wait, who who was the guy who this Julian guy, Wallace? This guy Julian okay. Wallace, who who's like got tattoos all over his face, like everywhere, and he was beating up his girlfriend at the time, Jesse Jess, who was like this hot chick who trains it. She's an Invicta, great ass, nice girl. She was <laughs> she, she was my cat sitter yeah. for a while. Uh, so and um and he was she was be, she was beating he was beating her up, and then she knocked him out with a head kick. So anyway, then then he was dating. Oh, uh, then he was dating Ashley Evan Smith for a while. Uh, I don't know how this guy gets girls. So anyway, he was talking all this shit to this guy Ben Engin. Union. Ben Win. So he was talking all this shit to him, and this guy knocked him out in like seven seconds or something. Yeah, it was right? like a thirty second, less than thirty seconds. And then he went to Team Alpha Male, and uh, Cody Nolove's brother knocked him out in sparring, and it, and they they got it on tape. And he goes, "Welcome to Alpha Male, bitch," and walked away. Which that might have been a little excessive. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so damn, but that's kind of his face. Yeah, his face. This dude is like definitely. These, not, are, these are the type of people. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, these but the his girl's cute though. Well, his ex girl, Jesse Jess, is actually pretty cute. She's pretty cute. She's, she actually tried out for the Ultimate Fighter this year, the one uh, twenty-five pounder. Yeah, I don't know how the guy he keeps getting girls though. That's that's the craziest part. That's unreal. So anyway, so. Uh, Tim Elliott, I, I I think Tim's gonna win this fight. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a good Tim. fight though. That's no, gonna be a good fight. I, I like Tim though. Uh, so yes. Uh, um, our our co-host and boys on the card. Who? Vince Pichel. Oh yes. Vince is back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, wh- where's uh, where's uh, Hanach? Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, definitely next time you're here, we'll have a Hanach. So uh, I got a Hanach. By the way, this so this is his, this is his, his, uh, his ex girl, Jesse Jazz. Oh, wow. She's cute, but she got a, a, a nice little dumper. Um, <laughs> she's a nice little turret cutter. She got uh, tattoos on her face. Australian, too, yeah. She got tattoos on her face also. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they're, they're the same. Are you dating anybody, Rashad? Huh? You dating anybody? What's that? All right, cool. <laughs> uh, Eve, uh, you? Uh, what's that? Uh, any, any ladies in your life? Hey. Yes, but um, I do. I am. Nice. Yeah. Like her? Yeah, a lot. Where'd you guys meet? All right, Dodgeball. Oh, really? You can't no. even say where you guys met? Jeez. Well, speaking of romance, War Machine got life. In prison? Th- 36 years to life. No, he didn't, did he? Yeah, but what? he gets he can he can go up for parole in 36 years, so he'll be 71. Are you serious? The last time we met. So he'll be, right, so he'll be old enough for Bellator. 
perfectly. He'll be main eventing against Hoist in 2037. That's crazy. You know That's what? A guy like that should be in jail. Sorry. But he but, just uh, ruined his life. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. So, he, he probably won't. Uh, are you watching the Ultimate Fighter this year? Are you watching Tough? I only saw a few episodes. Yeah, I don't um, watch that much of it either. It's, it's pretty good. It's actually really good. Um, I like the coach Rob. I'll, t- I'll tell you who, who actually impressed me. I, I take it back. I take it back everything I said about Joe Stevenson. I thought Joe was too old and I thought this, he was going to get hurt. And his last fight, he lost, but he did really well. Uh, and he's in the wild card. And, and they, but they how is Joe Daddy too old? That's so weird for me to hear that because he's like. 38, Eight no. years younger than me. But it's not just—it's not just too old. This no. is experience. This is too many. Huh? Joe Stevenson ain't younger than you. Yeah, he is younger than me. No Born way. in 1982. Yeah. Oh, 82. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's a little younger than me. But just the amount of wars he had, also. You ain't born in 81. Born in 79. But also Are the you amount serious? of. Serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. I'm huh. old. I'm an old man. I'm an old man. Yeah, but yeah, you know, black doesn't. No, cry. Joe. Like, I think the biggest detriment which he said on the show was the the addiction. For four years, drinking like a fish. Yeah, and he's, like only, crazy. he's only thirty-four years old. Yeah, okay, yeah, thirty-four. But that had, takes a toll. But he's had. But his record is thirty-three and sixteen. So that's a lot of fights. Still winning record. Yeah, but he. Yeah, 51%. I mean, he, he was, But Joe. Joe would get like he would drink like crazy, and he lived the fast life. And we saw him seven, in Victor. And he's got seven kids, and you know, and he went on a. He also he went on a one, two, three, four, five fight losing streak. <laughs> From 2010 to 2015, so he didn't win. A, he didn't win a white what? So he didn't win a six. So he didn't win a fight for six years. So that 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 yeah, alarmed, it hurt. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then the guys he beat, uh, you know, Gabriel Migaloli and wait, was he competing steadily for six years and lost? Yeah, six years in a row. Six years in a row, he lost. No, he took three years off. Oh, so um, that 2012 to 2015. That's what out. I was a little worried about. Was uh, but you know what? He did really good in in, in the last fight. They brought him back. Uh, to which, a, he lost a decision, but he's going to the wild. I'll tell you card. who I actually feel bad for is um, the guy who won the Ultimate Fighter, who got rear naked choked in the first Eddie round. Eddie Gordon. Eddie Gordon. He's, oh, he yeah. was pissed. Yeah. He was yelling at TJ at the yeah, end of the last Yeah, but he should. But, but listen, Dude, but, it's not TJ's fucking fault. Number one, but also Eddie Gordon, and all due respect to Eddie Gordon, when you lose in the first round by guillotine choke, you you don't really have that much leeway Leverage. to be yeah, like I yeah. should be brought back. No, right. As, as much as. The decisions, and if it was like a lops, like a wrong decision, and he was, and he was then, a heavy yeah, favorite. But. He lost to Tom Galicchio, another guy. You know, it wasn't like he lost to the, their number one pick. You know, uh, Eddie Truck Gordon, I think, just overlooked him. Um, sometimes you yeah. people just you overlook people, and well, plus he's fighting fifteen pounds under than he usually does in the house. And yeah, so anyway, it's a good season. It's a really good yeah. season. I'm enjoying it. Um, I got to plug into. I got to plug into it. I got it on my DVR, but it's I haven't actually got a good. To watch it's actually it. you know because you know the guys. Yeah. It's, it's a lot Plus, better when you're watching Jesse Taylor and these other guys that you've right, actually seen before. Ramsey and Jim, those guys. Ramsey, yeah. Ramsey almost lost to uh, Let Me Bang Bro. Let Me Bang yeah. Bro did fucking better than I thought it was going to Yeah, be. yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is, this is a very entertaining season. The coaches' rivalry is awesome. The only unfortunate part about it is they are not fighting at the end of the season. You know Cody's what? No, Cody No Love's not coming across well at all. On this no, he's, he, no, him and Alpha Male are coming across. Especially well, I heard I, I heard I heard it coming up terrible. I heard terrible. It, yeah, yeah. And it could be editing and yada yada, but But the one the other day, they Alpha Male went a little too but far. But it's also Cody's rise was real quick. You mm-hmm. know, when you got a guy who I remember him asking me, Hey man, I got my first fight in the UFC coming up, please retweet my videos and direct messaging me. I'm like, No problem, good luck to being the champ two years later. That's crazy. You don't really have the experience of how to deal with 
All that. All this. No. He no. hasn't been there for 10, 10 years, 15 years. And you're like, oh, shit. So, and, then, and then you get engaged to yeah. an Instagram uh, model who's, I'm sure she's super sweet and pretty, but all of a sudden, life's coming at you really fast, Cody Nola. the same one, right? Yeah, you know. But life, that's how, that's, how, that's how it is. Like, when you get into the UFC and you get thrusted and, and you have, you know, a big uh, superstar rising, it, it has a lot of growing pains. A lot of growing pains is areas where you can't, you can't account for until after it's already passed. You're like, holy shit, that happened. And TJ's been there before. TJ was on the actual show. He, he knows, TJ knows yeah. what buttons to push. And, you know, I heard he's training now at King's MMA, by the way. TJ? TJ's at King's, yeah. So it's no, and I mean, well, the coaching staff too. Like they're going at it, which makes it like more entertaining for the viewer. But one of you is gonna look like a shithead, like right. the end of Joanna and Claudia, when everybody's like, "Joanna's a bitch." It's like no, or like you know, your season will rampage. Right. Everybody's going yeah. one way or the other, and, and it's but, like, I mean, that that's that's a part of of making when like whenever you a part of something like that, and you have feelings like that, true genuine feelings, like you don't like the person. You just gotta let it go, and and and. Did you not like focus Rampage? on the fighters? And, huh? Did you really not like Rampage? No, I didn't like them, but I didn't. We didn't cut up as much as we could have because I remember being on the show, and I remember thinking the whole time I was on the show, like, you know, this this is these guys' opportunity. And as much as I wanted to make it about, you know, how I genuinely didn't like them, I had to remember that this is their their chance yeah. to do something, you know. So, I. Uh, I would remember that, but it, it, I mean, Mark Van, Mike Van Arsdale and and uh, Trevor Whitman will have to talk to me sometimes because sometimes I was like, you know what, fuck Rampage, and I was willing to just get as ugly and as stupid as he was, and just completely forget about the fighters who are like depending on you know me to coach or you know to be there for him. Rampage also has that thing about him, where a lot of comics have, and Mayhem had it where. He has that aura about him. Yeah. He says something and people laugh. They laugh no matter what. No, it's not funny it's or not. not. Most of the time, it's not funny. Yeah, but, but they, they want laugh. Rampage to like them, and yeah. Rampage is cool, and they remember Rampage in Pride. But he is funny though. He is. He is very. He's very funny. He's very funny. He's very funny. But he. But he also has that thing where he's got surrounded by yes men. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, and well, he Mayhem. also has his moods too. He can be oh. in a bad mood, and it's like don't even fucking get with him. Yeah, yeah. I know, like yeah. you Mayhem's like that, that too, though. I remember Mayhem had these people that would surround him, and Abraham would just act like an idiot, and all these people would laugh. Funny. And I'm like, "That's not funny. You're just enabling him. It's almost like enablers." In yeah. Some what is way. Mayhem doing now? Uh, Mayhem. MMA Rose, dude. No, he. Oh, he did the podcast, but he's he's doing he's doing better. He's he's not doing drugs, so that's that's good. He's not doing drugs. He's no. clean is he going back well, to I, mean, I think he's still smoking weed, but he's not doing any illegal drugs. Um, is he gonna fight again? I don't know. He said he's waiting for a good. Uh, you know, he, his last fight he came in twenty four pounds heavy, um, <laughs> of which he actually he went he went down to Italy, Venator. He weighed in twenty four pounds to- heavy, got off the scale, took his pants off, and then went back on the scale, like as if that was going to be. <laughs> and then he, it was chainmail shorts, yeah, by and, the way. And, you're kidding me? No. And then he had a speedo under under that, and they just kicked him out. Like yeah, he was, was he was going to go back on again, and they like, like he had like a whole. So wait, did he actually fight or not? He did. He fought. He was supposed to fight Luke Barnott. Did he get destroyed? No. Then he went up up a weight he to fight guessed. a guy, and then he he gassed after the first. But he said he doesn't even remember even being there. He was like he he, he his explanation he, for the weight gain. He's yeah. like, why he couldn't make weight? He said he went to sleep, had a dream. He drank, what, no, three he gallons said, he of said water? He, took, he said he, he took Ambien and was sleepwalking and then went into his fridge, started drinking everything. And then he, he, and then he, he would have been six pounds over, but then now he was 20 pounds over. That don't make any sense. Because he gained 14 pounds <laughs> That's crazy. Of, 
of like, juice of water. I yeah, love it. that's crazy. But uh, <coughs> you know, but mayhem like bless you. There's a guy though, like uh, you know, with all the talent in the mm-hmm. world. Could have been one of the best ever. I don't know. He had the talent and the potential for sure. Yeah, he had a talent. He didn't hit that hard. I, I think he. I think he got. He I think hard. he got caught up in a whole like. Give me a mile. The whole like mayhem thing. Oh yeah. And every single time I see that that what is it commercial the progressive commercial yeah, yeah, yeah. where I see the the, the mayhem guy oh, yeah. I'm like he that is that should have been him. You oh know yeah the, no no he had all the opportunities. You know Bully the commercial was the best thing yeah, and the worst thing that happened to him. The guy from uh, Law and Order where he's like yeah. got mayhem um, and then he falls on a car and he's like got mayhem. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, but yeah, he, yeah. you're right though. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a guy who knocked out Robbie Lawler, or he submitted Robbie Lawler. Uh, yeah. you know, he he, he just beat got a lot he of got guys. So caught up trying to be, not being mayhem, but trying to be mayhem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Yeah, I feel like sometimes he's similar. Rampage. His entrances in, in like Pride or whatever when he comes out dancing with well, all the cool girls. What about when Rampage went on that like thing with the cars? He ran into like five cars and then yeah. tried to flee the scene, but his yeah. truck says well, Rampage on it with his picture. Yeah, like terrible. fucking incredible. So right. anyway, uh, all right. What do you, what, Rashad? What do you got coming up? You 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 talked about it. August I mean, yeah, what? August August fifth. August fifth against Sam Alvey in Mexico City. So it's gonna be uh, a long summer. How much time you spend in Florida now? Uh, most of my time in Florida. Okay. But yeah, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do most of my camp out and you live right off of 441, right? Yeah, yeah. Damn, okay. giving everybody my address. What's his address, Eve? <laughs> what time? 441 is, is a long ass road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Because Eve works for Uber, so I, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I gotta eat. You know, I gotta exactly. eat. Uh, and Eve, what do you got coming up? Um, I'm headed to Houston, uh, of course, to see my son. But while I'm there, I'm gonna do a couple seminars. So you can check it out on my Instagram. I'll be there if you're in the Houston area. Come on out. Come get your thug jitsu up. Now, can we talk about that video you showed me with the explosions? With the explosions? Oh, no, not yet. Oh, actually, the, the, that, that, show, um, that show got picked up by CBS. And that, the debuts, it's called SWAT, and it debuts on November 2nd. If you guys want to hear something, so I tell Eve, yeah, I shot this little pilot, and I'm showing it like on my phone. It's like this thing I shot for like 50 bucks, and I'm like really proud of it, uh, whatever. It's the thing I was doing. He's like, yeah, I shot something too. So I'm like, oh, let me see. It's like an $80 million TV show. Like LAX like blows up. Like 75 cars go flying. I'm like, you got, man, fuck, dude. <laughs> Rush hour four. Like, Eve is running, dying. There's like bullets flying, like, like aliens come in. I'm like, what the fuck did you, what, that was the coolest thing. Now, what are you doing on that show? Um, I play a role of, uh, I don't, I don't want to give it away. So I, I play a role on that, on that show. It's as, a big deal, man. It's, it's a pretty good show. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a pilot for, for, for the TV show SWAT. And um, Shamar Moore is the star of the show. Um, we got a good, strong, they have a good, strong team of the cast. Um, Kenny Johnson is on the show. I'm Kenny Johnson, re- the wrestling coach? No, no. Oh. Kenny Johnson, the actor, the guy from, oh. um, um, what's the biker movie, biker show? Sons of Anarchy? Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Um, but Kenny, he's, he's, he's a cool guy. There's some, some, some great people on that show. Worked with Justin Yu, some of the guys from 8711. Yeah, man, that was awesome. That was one of the cool, I was like, damn, dude. Yeah. Just wait, just wait till it comes no, you out. Need, you need to try to get your boy on the show. See, hey, look how, see how you did me? <laughs> I, want, I, gotta, I feel like I need to move out here, though. Like, I you feel be, like you're going to kill it out here, man. Dude, I feel like I need to be out here. Dude, somebody who's a fighter that's is where you should you be. You were the UFC heavyweight champion. You're the champion. I need to be out here, man. I you really do. Well, I'm, you moving, I'm moving out to LAA. You got, you, got, you, got, you, got, you got an extra room? I, I need a roommate. 
I need a roommate. <laughs> you need a roommate. You need a roommate? I need a roommate. Shit, I might have to move yeah, out here, man. Your kids are 35 I'm now, right? <laughs> how old are your kids? Shit, I got I got an 18-year-old, the oldest one. 18 years old? 18 years old. College or? She's in college right now. Nice. Now, are, you, are you the protective dad? Or are you? Nah, you know, um, I'm not because you can't, like a kid, you got to be... Uh, you gotta be careful. You can't you can't squeeze and pressure them too much. You can't feel like they're in a corner, especially when they're the age the she is. The girls are the worst. Yeah, not the worst, but the girls Way are. Harder. They're harder. They're, they're more challenging, especially as as a, as being a, a man. You know, um, I try to give it a game the game plan of what these guys are about. But I mean, you know, she believes in love, and that's a great thing. But now, whoa, oh, wow, fucking bitter Rashad. No, no, it's not like, no. Now, okay, all right. Now, in school, was she known as Rashad's daughter? Were people like, yes, at least, at least, at least every other year, I would go to her school to make sure that you know they knew who I yeah. was. <laughs> was it a public school or private school? It was a public school. So in the that's, public that's school, that's the only time of the year yeah. that sugar ain't sweet. Yeah. Right. No, so now, now, do you show up like and like like the car outside? With your, nah, like, I, I, would, I would go. Line. I would go and I would do like um, you know, meet you know. The teacher, the Career teachers, game, and yeah, teacher conference, and I would, uh, you know, um, they had actually had an MMA class, and I actually <laughs> did, yeah, they, no way, yeah, they, they had an MMA class. And today oh, we have cool. special guest coach Rashad. Yeah, so I, went, I, went, I went to show some technique one time. Now, did it, did she ever have a boyfriend that was a dick to her that you had to kind of like call him up and be like, Nah, hey, you know, she she always handled that pretty well. She's 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 a um, very strong person. She go for white guys or black guys. She had a thing where she's like, Dad, I only want to date white guys. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she's like, Dad, I only want to date black guys. Okay, cool. And then now she's with, you know, equal, whoever she is. I, I had a little kid on my wrestling team. He was like 12. This little black kid. I'm like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? He's like, yeah, but I'm done with black girls. There's too much drama. I was like, I'm like, you're 12, dude. <laughs> like, like, you're Did you say he doesn't need that headache or some yeah, shit? Yeah, like, I don't need yeah. that headache. I was like, I don't know what to say. There's nothing that I could have said that wouldn't have been either or like, creepy or racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know like, what, what, what to say right here. I, I, I had no idea what right to say. There was, there was no like handbook for what to say when a kid says that to you. you yeah. Know? Wasn't there another one that said, I don't want no girl running my life or something? Yeah, yeah, I don't want any black girl running my life. That's what he told me. <laughs> He's 12 years old? 12 years old. <laughs> he lost his virginity three years ago already. I was like, man, this kid's very smart. I was like, go for the white girls. It's you way know. easier. But, but how's his head arm? <laughs> See if a good head arm. So wait, so now 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 when your girl was like, I'm only dating white guys, was that right before you knocked out Chuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Did that give you extra incentive? No, nah, I don't know? honestly I don't care. I mean she can date whoever she wants to date. I don't, good, I, don't, yeah, I, don't I don't get yeah. I don't get caught up in all that. Like if she likes a guy, he's white, that's cool. I don't care. And you have sons too? I do have two sons. How yeah. old are they? Um ten and one and a half. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was slow about saying it. It's, well, the numbers see, like, aren't really adding up. <laughs> okay, so this is a new one. The one and a half. Yeah, it's That's a new, not, it's so, a baby. Okay, it's one every eight years. No, no. So his, his, the, his, his no, name is Easy. An 18 and a 10 with the same girl. Was that? The 18 and 10, that was what? That no, was, no. When I, was, when, I was, when I was in high school, we just graduated high school. Like, I was 19, my first year of college. I got a girl pregnant. Pregnant, yeah, and she kept it, and then she kept it, and that's the eighteen-year-old now. Okay, and then I got married, yeah, and I was married for about uh, four or five years. And then we have two kids. I had a boy and a girl with her, and then I was divorced, and then I ended up having a baby with a girl I was with for a while, 
and that's the one and a half year old. Oh, oh wow! So you have three baby mamas. Jesus Christ! Je- wow! All he's right. Like, he's Rashad like Doc. Has had a baby in every yeah, decade. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah, say yeah, every, like every, 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 every decade. Yeah. It's like Rashad's like Dr. Dre. Yeah, every I know that. He drops I, a new I, one. Yeah, I, I, that's that's like a, uh, everyone's three baby moms. I know. Fucking, so do you think it's maybe, fucking typical? So typical. do you think like instead of like sugar Rashad, it should be baby daddy Rashad? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sugar, hey, daddy Rashad. <laughs> sugar daddy Rashad. You know what though? I, honestly, my um, yeah. Is that why we keep fighting? Is that why the Sam Alvey and then the no, ten other no, guys? No, that you're no. I, 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 I'm I'm okay without fighting, but uh, you know, the, my kids are my kids, and 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 I'm very very proud of them. You are know, all even, the baby mamas black? No. Oh, so, okay, so we got, uh, for, the first one was what? Half black. Half black. Oh, okay. And then black. Second one's black. And then that last one is Brazilian. Oh, my God. Poha. Wow. Poha. Where did you Poha meet her? Huh? Did you meet her at the, at the in Little South Florida. In South Florida. I live in, little, I live, uh, I live in little Brazil in South Florida, you know? A lot of Brazilians. Now, did she get upset that like you fought Little Nog and all those people? <laughs> was she like, was she rooting for them? I don't know. She might have been. Oh, man. It could explain a lot. <laughs> wow! Damn. All right. So now, now, which one got mad at the the podcast? Remember, you went on the podcast and you were saying that you were having so much fun, and, and oh, like, and, like, um, and then she got mad at you. It was, was my it was, one, right? it was my ex wife. Yeah, she yeah. got mad because I was kind of blurring the lines on the time, the time, and she's like, "Wait a minute, you did this when we were together." So uh, she, you know, she kind of felt some kind of way, but I didn't though. Now, are we gonna have any more kids or no? Uh, I want to, maybe two more. Really? Yeah, two more. Uh, are we gonna have a white kid and like an Asian kid? Or are we are we gonna go for the whole? You know, I always UN? wanted an Asian kid. I was always I was, yeah, Asian, Asian, black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. son's half Filipino. Yeah, so really? Yeah. Nice. Now, whenever I see a Filipino girl, I'm always like, "Want a Filipinas?" At first, and I, I mean, at first I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, baby's moms." But now I'm at the point where I already got three, so I'm like, you know what? I might as well go for the gusto. Fuck it. You go for yeah, go for five. <laughs> That's. Now, do you have more kids in title defenses? Like, what, what? Oh, 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 we're done. Drop the mic. Hey, Roast hey, is over. Hey. God damn. Fuck. This is the last time I come on no, this come show. On. You're sweating now. You got them no, sweating. I, no, no, I'm saying no. You have, you've had three. How many? <laughs> I'm sorry, you've had three times. Damn, times. dog. Oh, Let's put it this way. That's He's got less kids right than there. it took minutes for Chuck Liddell to get off the mat. Oh. Oh, all right, man. there we go. That's, that's a nice save. That's, all right, so so uh, okay, all right, so there we go. No, I, I got, I got, yeah, yeah. You, you, you had three. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, look, you're, Yo, you're, you're a champion. You got obviously you have great genetics. You're a good looking guy. Yeah, but you, know, you got a bright future. You know, you're smart. If you want to have kids, go right ahead. You know, we need more kids. And you're a good dad. You're in all their lives, Listen right? Listen to this shit. <laughs> you're in, right? I mean, you're in, you're, you're in all their lives. You're a big part. You know, like... Yeah, no. No, I don't just... I don't just drop no. off and not talk to them. Do you ever forget their names? Or, no. <laughs> I don't got 15, goddamn you know, shit. You got four. It's got all four. Rashad or Rashida. It's not that hard. <laughs> George. <laughs> I got four. You got four. And e- Aloysius. And e- I got Taja, Rashad Jr., Nia, and Easy, Ezekiel. I told you they were named Rashad. Easy. Wow. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. That that's a Brazilian. Yeah. Ezekiel. Nice. So if he finishes not, not by good. submission, it's easy. Does it? No, hey, easy you, does you it. One easy and a half, ten, it. eighteen. And how old's the other one? What? You have four. You have an eighteen, ten-year-old boy, one eight. and a half-year-old boy, eight. Eight. Are they eight-year-old girl? Eight-year-old girl. Yeah. Is the boy playing sports? Yeah. Wrestling? No, nah, he don't want to wrestle. Football. Yeah, he likes football, basketball, baseball, every other sport but wrestling. Eh, it's okay. Uh, it's, it's tough. And Eve, you have a uh, your son is how old? Thirteen. Thirteen. He'll be fourteen on Wednesday. Fortnite night. What, 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 what you got him present? 
Yeah, he wants a Nintendo Switch. Nice. Oh, the new one? Yeah. Shit, I want a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, me too. And then, and then what else do you have? I have a daughter. How she's old is she? She's 23. Oh, wow. Yeah, she she's trying to have a baby. Her and her husband are trying to have a baby, so. Do you like the husband? Yeah, I like I like Jesse a lot. He's a good guy. Um, but um, I don't know how they're going to have a baby if my daughter's a virgin, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all right. right. Well, <laughs> that was a good show. <laughs> all right. That's, it's been uh, yeah. great having you on today. I, I'm, I'm not going to Looking forward to your next fight. Yeah, I'm not answering that question. All right, listen, people. I will be... Uh, I'll be at the, uh, the Ha Ha this weekend, this Friday and Saturday. I'm going to uh, Jordan for the troops. I'm going to Jordan nice. with um, uh, 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 Lavelle Crawford. Me and Lavelle. Oh, I love Lavelle Crawford. Me and Lavelle. That's, he's one of my favorites, man. We're going to Jordan together. Uh, Rashad's going to he's Jordan. St- he's still big? Like yeah, yeah. He's doing jujitsu. Oh, he actually man. trains. I got I to gotta meet him, man. I got to meet him. Uh, and then uh, Las Vegas. I'll be at the Vegas Comedy. I'll be at the Stratosphere uh, Fight Week, International Fight Week. And then Fort Myers. I'm going to be in Fort Myers, Florida, uh, Naples, at an off-the-hook comedy club in Naples, second week of July. Listen, uh, Shorty Torres, get, get you a fight, man. Good luck with everything. Undefeated, great prospect. Rashad Evans, UFC Hall of Famer, former champion. Eve Edwards should be a Hall of Famer if, if I get a vote. Uh, now he's got a show on CBS. It's not my show. You're just, on it. I'm just on the pilot. You have, a, you have a part on a TV show. I do. I a know. network that's a, that's show. That's a big deal. Qu- yeah. Quit downplaying it, man. That's oh, huge. Well, it's awesome. It's fucking great. I just wait until I get my own show yes. on a network station, on a network. And you will. I you will. absolutely will. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, so thank you, guys. If you would have told me that one day I'd have Eve Edwards and Rashad Evans in my, in my apartment, in my uh, two-bedroom two-bathroom apartment, I'd be like, you're out of your fucking mind. So this is, this is what makes everything <laughs> worth it for me, is the fact that I get to talk to my heroes. So uh, hope And you I get to drink his wine. You drink my wine and tell me about all your kids. So uh, <laughs> Tell you when you're allowed so, to drop the N-bomb so, or not. Never, never. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yo, Adam cannot wait to drop the N-bomb. I, no, only during songs. Just be glad Greg's not here. Only, yeah. only, during, <laughs> only, only during Kanye songs. All right, so, so thank you guys so much. Have a great week, and uh, take care.